Ain't nobody got time for that. Welcome y'all to the battery. Hello, darlings. Do you want more of the Duke? Both my albums are for sale here, smooth as silver. I hope you have to press repeat, y'all. Hello and welcome to show 143 of the Veteran Gamers podcast. Yeah, it's a very special show this week because it is the Eurogamer 2012 show, post-show. So we're going to say what we think about all the stuff that went on, fault of the game, developers' conferences, people we met, stuff we did. Mm. Uh, in that right, Ginny? Yes, that is correct. Duke has a week off this week because he can't fly to England because he's poor. That's true. That's true. Mm. And normally we record the show, but it was a bit of a tight room, and also we had another person there, so we felt... And also the audio was always a bit weird, so if oh, I didn't knew that. that it's, it wasn't that. I was fucked. Yeah, that is true as well. I was so tired, yeah, I we wanted were. to go to sleep. We were very tired, so if I didn't knew that... My, we'll have... my dogs were barking, Stu. They were. My dogs were barking. They were, mate. I had a noise ahead of me of you snoring, so I wanted to get my head down. Exactly. A lot of people might not know what, not know what that means. Maybe you need to explain what dogs, my dogs are. dogs barking is another expression for my feet are hurting. There you go. Just in case you didn't know. Just in mm. case you didn't know. Um, so, yeah, so I thought, um, yeah, what we do, we get home, you know, have a bit of time to reflect. So have an R&R. And that's, yeah, a bit of an R&R. And then we'd, we'd do the show tonight, as we normally do. So that's what we're doing. Uh, but what I thought to do to start off the show was just, you know, say what, what my favourite bit of the show was. I thought I'd start with that, you know, what my favourite thing was. And uh, do you know, Chinny, what my favourite thing of the show was? Um, I think I do, actually. Can you guess? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think it was? It was everybody stroking me. Well, that, actually, that was, no, we'll come to that as well. Now, that was very funny. But no, um... <laughs> it wasn't. It sort of connected that, but I, you know, my favorite thing of the whole weekend was just meeting all the people and making you realize how many friends we've made uh, as a result of being part of this community and you know doing the podcast and all this crazy stuff. And it's so cool to you know I've met all these really cool people. You know what I mean? So it was cool. It was cool yeah. to meet all those people and talk behind their backs yeah i yeah. say what we really thought yeah we'll not do that on the show no no no. Uh, no it was good it was good we met quite a few people we did so Maybe you want... should run off a list of people that we, well, we met well shall i do the first 10 and then you do the next 10 etc etc it's like an idea Stu. okay so i'll i'll start off then so first of all you met or i, I already knew my friend sean so you met my friend sean for the first time what did you think of sean then i'm eating a cracker um, Sean was a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, he knew you very well. He does know me very well. I've known him for a long while. And I said this to um, my family when you left. Fuck me, Northerners are loud. <laughs> it is true. You're both so loud. You're like, you, you, you have to beat, beat each other. You're like... You know, have you been there? Oh, have you seen Lexa? Have you been there? Oh, my God. And then yeah. I started doing it because 
The only way you have to compete with this is to do it yourself. That's the only way you're going to win. Do you know what else, though? Do you know what? You know, as, as, well, some of the listeners may or may not know, but your mum's deaf, isn't she? That is correct. But she could actually hear us, I think. Yeah. Even she was like, can you, can you, can you put it down a bit, please? It's true. Hello. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, yeah, so Sean, otherwise known as Mr. Feng Chewy. So he has been part of our podcast for quite a long time, unbeknownst to people. So, yeah, so, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have mentioned him from time to time, long time ago, you know, but yeah, we mentioned him for that. So, Sean, uh, then there was obviously Lewis and Dan who came last year also, uh, who I also know personally. Uh, and you've met before. Uh, then I was there for three days. I know. They were crazy. They were crazy, weren't they? They were proper into it. Hardcore. Hardcore. Not like us soft types who only want to come for a couple of days. Because we got jobs, like proper jobs. Yeah, we have, yeah. Uh, but they did say they played everything and some things more than once. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's when you know you're living it. Yeah, yeah. So, they, so yeah. So, so shout outs to them too. Uh, also, Antonio, of course. How could, could we forget GH Rocker? And hasn't he grown? He's grown. He's grown. He's fifteen year old. He said next year he's going to be there on his Todd on his own. It will be. And he might be as tall as you. He probably, he probably will be. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be a tall lad. You know, I look at him today. You know, and I thought, you know, I don't think so. I don't no, think so. He may just shoot up. He's one of them. You know, may just suddenly uh, shoot up. And he's uh, taller than me. I ain't speaking to him. Yeah, we've we've got a little story about him, but we'll come to that later in the show. But there's a little story. Have we? Yeah, we. Oh yeah, we have. Oh, I don't know. You know, remember our, uh, you know, our little smuggling operation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't worry, I've remembered all these things. But yes, we've got a little story about Antonio, which was kind of cool, actually. I've got to say. So yeah. Uh, we also met met Daniel Daniel New from uh, you know from back in the day. Again. Again. So uh, it was cool hmm. to meet Dan. And Ad Roxky, take it, you know. The, I, we haven't seen it since 2009. Oh, a long time since we met. We all, we all played the quiz together in the Midlife Gamer party. We did. We did. That was kind of cool. That was really good fun. But again, we'll come to that. We'll come to that later. Obviously, Rich Primrose, Skull Duggar. Uh, uh, he was how- there yeah, in full force. He was. He was. Uh, we met I Pete. Hi, Pete. Yeah, very briefly, though. Very yeah, briefly. only very briefly. So, yeah. Yeah, so, and I, Pete, is, a, again, a very cool guy, isn't he? He's he's, a, he's tall, isn't he? He is. He is. He's a, he's, big lad. He's a big lad. He is a bit. Is, is he taller than you? He's about the same height, I think. Oh, maybe, right. maybe a bit taller. I, I, I don't realise how tall I am, so I don't know. Yeah, you only realise when your head was brushing the top of the tube train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, yes. Uh, a knife party was with him, so, yeah. Yep. Yes, he was. I was chatting to him. That's right. And uh, he was. Uh, he, he said his first name. I can't remember that name. Sorry, knife party. And he went, "All oh, right, okay." Anyway, knife party. I was like, "Oh yeah, I got it." Yeah. And then, the, and then the final one. The final one. I'm going to mention. And, and to be honest, I'm quite glad it's me mentioning this guy because you know what? He, he's a rock, isn't he? You know, this guy is. He's, he's like solid, isn't he? You know what I mean. He's, he's the he's the bollocks. He, he's he's seriously right, and uh, you know, and I don't want to big him up too much before I mention who it is because you know he's he's he, he might get a bit emotional. Bless him, he might do, he might do. But genuinely, he is one of the nicest people I've ever met. He is, he is so nice. He is, he is. yeah. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know who this is going to be, it is the one and only Bongo the Sane. It is true, uh-huh. um, but. He didn't buy you a Spaltz Almanac from Back no, to the Future, he, did he? No, he didn't, actually. I was, he, bought, uh, he, he came up to me, and he went, Ginny, I saw this, thought of you. And I, I was like, well, well, what is it, what is it? It was a, the old, like a Almanac thing from Back to the Future. It was amazing. He, he didn't have any like words in it or anything. It was just like the cover, but 
and it had like blank pages in it, but it was cool, really cool. So thank you very much, Bongo, for that. Yeah. And what a nice man. He is, uh, he is genuinely one of the nicest blows. No I've one ever. in the world could hate that man. They couldn't, no. And, and do you know what, right? I could never imagine him ever getting angry about anything. He's, you know what? He, he, he probably won't like me saying this, but he's had 16 foster children. That's how generous he is. He's such a... Yeah, but he does all right, though, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, oh, he, yeah he does. You know what he, I mean? he does all right. <laughs> Supplying these like, KFCs and McDonald's with cookers. Know, he's yeah, doing for, okay. For sure. But, like, doing all right aside, right? He, he's genuinely... You know, who, you know somebody else who does all right? Who, who's that? Who does all right? You used to. <laughs> I do all right. I do all right. I, this, I said this over the weekend, <laughs> listeners, right? But I said, if you're in a position where you're saying, God, don't you hate it when you haven't been on holiday for three months? That's when you know you do all right. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Actually, admittedly, right, that that may be the case. But do you know where I went for my last holiday? Go on. Clint Effley. So? It's better than what I, where in, I went. In a Premier Inn. For four nights. Better where I went this year. Ask me where I went this year. Five nights. Where did you go this year? Nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, but that's because you're squirrelling all your money away like some sort of bloody miser. Pennies compared to you. You do, alright. You've got your own company. That doesn't mean shit. Because he does. No, it doesn't. Um, Anyway. Don't be coming the bloody pauper to me. I've seen your bloody £1,500 camera and stuff. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, we also, we also, I'll read about now. So. Yeah, well, carry on. We met Chris. <laughs> we did. KW, um, who got shat on, literally. <laughs> he did. And, it, and just to put it into perspective, it wasn't Jason Gohr who shat on him. No. Just, uh, just a bird shat on him. It was. Because like, Chris was wearing the my bag where my very expensive camera was in. right? And the bird shat on him. And obviously, I showed my concern. I said, he didn't <laughs> shit on the bag, did it? <laughs> right. <laughs> And which it didn't, um, but bless him. Um, but yeah, Chris is Chris is also a trooper, though, Stu. He's a lovely guy as well. He's turned up to everything that we've ever been to uh, since like 2010, I think. Yes, yes. Um, and he's, he's he hangs around with us all day. He puts up with all that shit. I don't know uh, why. Uh, Who would want to do that? He's, he's just a genuinely lovely, nice, normal bloke. And this is how this is how fucking mad Chris is, right? He queued up with me for an hour and a half for the for the Wii U, and he didn't even play it. I had to force him to play it, and Sean <laughs> did actually. Sean, your mate. Yeah, he said he walked off. The boat, and he says, "I was that, I was that crap, I was that disgusted with it. I didn't want to play it." I was like, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" And I said, to "Chris, just fucking play it. You've queued up for ages. You might as well have a go." And he's like, "Yeah, all right." It's like, oh, "I don't like it. I don't like it." Oh, you should have gone with Stu then where he went because you're an idiot. But no, Chris is class. Chris is a good lad. You know, you know, while you mentioned Sean, right, as well, the, the other thing he got, he, he was telling me on the way home, the one thing he got really incensed about uh, was Assassin's Creed 3, which we didn't play, incidentally. Um, no. Yeah, he said, he said it was awful. He hated every I minute to play it. the demo. Mm. Yeah, so that's a bit worrying. He had no fun. He had no fun. No, he that. said he hated it with a passion. But he felt it could have been down to the fact he was on the PS3 and he didn't know which controls they were using and stuff, so he found it a bit more difficult. But yeah, he didn't like it at all. Didn't like it. So yeah, that's that's kind of worry. Uh, Yeah. Also, then um, I I met you didn't meet him. No, I didn't met him. Um, Randomly, I was getting some stuff for video. I was filming some stuff, and Jason Pell came up to me. Uh, Jace said, "Chinny," and I was like. Jason! I did remember his name. Well done. Uh, That's always a great. 
because <laughs> uh, he was at Man- he went he met us up in Manchester with his with his uh, fiance. But he told me next week, Jason, he's getting married. Wow. He's get- Sorry, well, no, this week, this week he's getting married. So by the time he's listened to this, or maybe when he is listening to this, shitting himself, um, he, he he's he's a married man. So wow. congratulations to Jason and. Jason is also, uh, I, I mean, you only saw him in Manchester this year, but he's very nice. All his mates was with him as well, and they came to Manchester, and I was talking to them, and they was, they was queuing up for some game. All super nice people, really lovely. And also, we met John Mouse from the Play Vault. We did. We did. And we met John Mouse, Jonesy, and Andrew Gould all at once in the queue, by, completely by fluke, really. Um they was just there at the end of the queue when we started joining the the queue, and well, we met Andrew Gold before. We know we, we knew what to expect. Andy's a lovely lad. He uh, is. Jonesy, we never met him before. I never really spoke to Jonesy that much before. I, I spoke to him when I was playing Max Payne. Lovely guy, uh, and John Mouse, obviously a lovely chap. We um, ego. Can I just say uh, there was there was definite hugging and touching with John Mouse. I have to say. Mm. Yeah. And 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 I'll be honest with you, it was it wasn't that uh, you know unpleasant. You know what I mean? Just grabbed, saying. He grabbed your dick. Um, he did, well, he actually he did give you the squeeze, and I was a bit concerned for a moment. But yeah. you know, sometimes you've got to go with the flow. You know what I mean? We was in the queue. We was in the queue <laughs> for, for to to wait to get in like the early access thing or whatever. And these people from Eurogamer was throwing like free games in, wasn't this year? And then oh god, yeah, that was funny. Through, um, Pro Evolution in, and like everyone was going mad, even though you know Pro Evolution. Yeah, he was playing that. Through it, this guy caught it and was like, yeah, yeah, about five minutes later, we realised that the disc wasn't in the case. Yeah, it was just an empty case. Just an empty case. <laughs> How devastating was it? That was um, terrible. <laughs> we also met these two guys uh, at the Midlife Gamer on Saturday night. It was uh, the Likely Lads, which he was the cause of the whole diva thing last year. He was. Um, the bastard. But uh, we met him and we also met Pete Loaf. Who came up to me? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I think we should save that until when we're talking about what went on at the midlife gamer party. I think we should save that story. <laughs> Why put the fucking names there? I'm right, just so... saying, we'll save that story. We'll come back to that. Because right. uh, that's Phil... funny. I've, I've got right, you know, to prepare. We've got to Phil... prepare. Shut up. We met <laughs> Filthy uh, from the virtual pizza. Filthy. Um, and Filthy's a big lad and he's, he's, he, he looks like he's going to knock you out, Phil. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's huge. He's buff. You know, um, he's, he's, he's quite sort of softly spoken, isn't he? You know, yeah, very nice. But I'll tell you what, you wouldn't mess with him, would you? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be bumped into him in the dark alley. <laughs> Maybe I would. Hey. Uh, hey. No, Filthy, very nice guy, uh, lovely man. And uh, it was nice to put a, a face to the to the voice, you know. Um, Mike Vasey, we met Mike Vasey. He was with us most of the day. On so well, not most day. Like, on the Sunday, on the Sunday, wasn't it? Half a day Sunday, wasn't he? Because yeah. he, he got there late. It was a big hoorah. But he got there. We appreciate you coming down, Mike, and meeting us. And obviously, um, you was there for the games as well. So we're glad that you got some gaming time. Um, we met Hugh, who's from Ireland, but works in Austria, and um, he, he's he's a he's the Jack the Lad. He, he doesn't look like a Jack the Lad, but he's just. A, a massive drinker, vodka, vodka, this, vodka, yeah. that. We met him very briefly on the last day. And he'd, he'd flown over from Austria, hadn't he, just for the day? Very, very nice guy, Su- super easy to talk to. As we met him, we got chatting for for a while, didn't we? we yeah, we did. Him, lovely guy. He brought his mate over, Raul, who's probably one of the sexiest men I've ever met. 
Yeah, uh, I reckon. I reckon you guys said ladies. I'll tell you what. I said to him, like, well, your name's so much better than mine. He says, well, just lie about your name. He was like, like, right? To put it into perspective, he was like a male version of a boob babe, wasn't he? Mm, mm. You know, you can imagine the ladies flocking around him, you know. I'll tell you what, he was a good-looking lad. Anyway, <laughs> um, we, sound, we sound a bit homosexual here at the moment, but that's okay. No, we're comfortable. We're comfortable, we're comfortable with our sexuality, aren't we? So then we also met um, a few of the midlife gamer people. Uh, I didn't really speak to them that much, um, but... I think you spoke to him, didn't you, Stu? I did. I had a quick, I had quite a long chat with Matt. You know, we were having a chitter oh, yeah. chatter. You know, as you do, as you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, Darren, I sort of said hello to at the end, but he was busy. He was busy presenting and doing bits and bobs, wasn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he was a busy man. Uh, and and just loads their of- event. So like, everybody wants to talk to them. So yeah, kind of want to leave them to it. You don't want to take too much of their time. Um, but yeah, they're super nice. A great night. A great do. A great cause raised. Uh, shall I say how much? Yeah, let's let's say. I mean, we will they, talk they about raised, that later. But you know, but how they, much did they raise? They raised four thousand pounds for charity. Um, the raffle was a success. People donated games, and they got passed on things from different people. And um, the, the, it, it was just a great atmosphere. The way there was a quiz that we very nearly won. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got the anagram, but that didn't come up, so I never had to brag about how great I was getting it. Um, but I'm quite glad that we didn't win because the prize was a four foot dildo from Saints Row the Third. So I didn't want to carry that home. Um, and, and to be fair, it was kind of my fault you didn't win because the answer yeah. that you got wrong, I should have really known because I'd played the yeah. game. The lollipop chainsaw. Yeah, what was the favourite flavour of lollipop? And really, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't take much notice. So you know, mm. sorry, sorry you didn't get your giant dildo. <laughs> No, I didn't want the deal, though. I just didn't want that. I could do without. Thank you very much. Um, yes, and at, at the Midlife Gamer Party, the likely lad and Pete Love came up to us. Yeah, shall we, shall, we do, shall we talk about that while we're doing it anyway? Shall we start off with that before we get into games and other stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Okay. And, um, yeah, they... Well, he put a... He, 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 he didn't say hello, Pete. He just came up to me and said, hang on, hang on. It was put, funny. Pulled the glove out of his pocket, put it on, started stroking me. <laughs> he did, he was just <laughs> class. <laughs> um, not the first person to start stroking me. No, yeah, you did get a few strokes, it's fair to say. And I thought, what have you done? Uh, it's classic, honestly. I mean, the first one was off Sean in 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at, uh, at 10 to 7 in the morning, it was a stroke in your arm. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It is true. Oh my god! No, but the, but the the midlife gamer people did well. Uh, yeah. Yep. Big ups to them. Uh, well, I didn't win anything in the raffle. Never mind. No, no. But Sean did. He was very happy, man. Wasn't he? Was he? very happy with that. He was yeah. very because right. Let's tell the story. So. The, the, at Eurogamer, there are things other than games to play. You know, there are people selling memorabilia and T-shirts and all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, lots of people selling, mate. Yeah, from shops and stalls and. Things. Oh yes. Uh, well, there was one stall that I sold sort of figures, if you will, from games and stuff, you know, these replica figures. And Sean, during the day, had been eyeing up a big daddy from Bioshock, hadn't he? And so looking at it, and he was umming and ahhing whether to buy one, and they were about 25, 30 quid, and he was like, oh, don't know, don't know, don't know. Uh, well, when we were at the party, at the Midlife Gamer party, he bought some raffle tickets, and they came up with the prize, 
and it was for a big daddy from a for a big daddy replica figure, which was exactly what he'd Ooh. been looking at. Yeah, yeah. And he was stood there, and this is the funny. He was stood there kissing his tickets, you know, at, you know, praying he was going to win. And lo and behold, he drew he one of his numbers out. Yeah, it was quite amazing, really. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, yes, and he's got it in pride of place in his little office upstairs at home, I believe, when I spoke to him today. So yeah, he, he really? Uh, yeah, he's a, he said his son Thomas, who's four, uh, yeah. came dragging it into the bedroom. Went, Dad, Dad, can I have this? And he was like, No, you cannot, son. Yeah. Son, you're my son. I love you. So no, and put the thing down before I batter you. Yeah, but I think he'd be worried. He's got a bit of a you know pointy bits on. He, you know, might, mm. might poke his eye or something crazy. So you know, he can't be giving a kid one of those things. No. Uh, so anyway, he's, he's got pride of place, I believe, on display at some point in his house, uh, out of reach of Thomas. In, in the living room, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, his wife would love that. Yeah, yeah, I bet she'd love that. He's got it next to the telly so he can always look at it when he's watching the TV. <laughs> he has, he has. Uh, so yeah, so the Bidlife Gamer Party was good, good fun, wasn't it? You know, there was, there was, a, there was a few people that had had a few too many beers, it's safe to say. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't spot any of those. Did you not? I, I spotted one in particular. Yes. <laughs> was arguing about the location of his hotel, believe it or not. That guy came up to me and went, your drink's empty. And I said, yes. Yes, it is. And he says, I'm going to I'm gonna fill that up for you. And he did. Did he? He bought me another drink. Oh, that's very kind of him. <laughs> I, said, I said, it's only Coke, mate. He says, doesn't matter. I'll get you a Coke. <laughs> you see, I'm how generous right. is that? Very nice. So he was wrecked, but he was in, he was in good spirits, though, Stuart. He was. He was. Is this the same person I'm talking about who didn't know where his hotel was, or is this a different person at the party? The guy that was absolutely wrecked. No, 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 no. There was another person who was fairly drunk, and on our way back to our hotel, he mm. was arguing with Chris as to where his hotel was located. Oh. Yes. No. No, yes. No. Yes, there was another person, and that person is a very lovely bongo, the same. Yes, yes. Yep. He, yeah, he had no idea where he, he was. He had no idea where he was. He was pretty drunk. It's, you know, he, he'd had a few too many. I mean, I was, I'd had a couple, and I was I'm okay. talking about that guy that was absolutely wrecked, and he kept yeah, the, yeah, he, the tray yeah. A try of drinks and just went, hey! like that, as loud as he could. He just pointed to me and says, your glass is empty. Okay, yes, I'm going to fill it. I, I, think like, he, I think he actually believed he could get you drunk on just Coke. Maybe, maybe he did. I was quite merry, though, wasn't I? You were. I, I was. was just I, I, high on the atmosphere. I lost my voice. You did? Because I was, sh- I was sh- cause every time we got a question wrong or right on the quiz, I kept on going, hey! like we won. Yeah, it, um, it was a really cool. I mean, you've got to admire those guys. The amount of people who were who were there, it was just rammed, wasn't it? That room. Yeah, you could barely move. It was it was like sardines in a tin. Um, and they were saying when I was speaking to Matt, uh, he was saying they were going to have to look at getting a bigger venue next year. Because well, I think they have to. Well, yeah, but we'll not we'll not mention that. I think that needs to go unmentioned if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are, there is another reason why they may have to get another venue, but we'll not talk about that on this show. Uh, no. They may talk about it, but we 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 won't Not allowed, legally. Yeah, we won't cast any aspersions. But uh, but yes, it was it was a fantastic party, and really, you know, all credit to them for all the work that they do raising. Well done, boys. Yeah, it's fantastic. It really was, really was. Some cool paintings again, wasn't there as well? There was, yeah, yeah. It's cool. yeah. That's yeah. Sorry, everyone went for a while. So yeah, that was that was probably about the the midlife gamer party, really. And we went and uh, and Bongo again. I'm sorry to keep uh, mentioning his name, but Bongo went and got a dirty doner kebab to eat, didn't he? Oh man, I'm glad I didn't have anything from there. No, it looked a bit it looked a bit dodgy, even though it had a five star rating in the window. You know what I mean? It, did it? It, yeah, it did. Yeah, it had a five star uh, food rating from the council. But yeah, he were he were eating that dirty doner kebab in there. I tell you. Oof. 
Yeah, extra chilli sauce and everything on it. Oh yeah, not good, not good. So yeah, that was Midlife Gamer. So yeah, well done to you guys again. You know, and I know I've said that already, but you know, keep up the great work, and uh, hopefully we'll meet up with you again next year and gate crash your brilliant party again. Yeah, because we're just rubbish at organising stuff, aren't we? We, yeah. we don't organise nothing. We just turn up. <laughs> we're too lazy to do. We are too lazy. It's true. It's true. Um, you know, when we did like a meet up, I was like two hours late. You were, you were, that is true, and I did mention that, yes, uh, yeah. But, hey-ho, you got there eventually, and that's the main thing. I got uh, there. But we will have to do that again, because that was a cool place, I've got to say. I really enjoyed that day. It was a great day. So There needs yeah. to be more console games things. There does, but everybody enjoyed it. And look, everyone's playing uh, PC games as a result now. Uh, I want to play console. Yeah, you don't like PC games. Uh, okay, talking of games, I guess we should get on... Uh, to what happened during the two days we were there and what sort of things we did, what games we played, what we thought about, what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, what oh we're going to buy. Is this going to be 10 hours? So I'm going to bed. Possibly. Possibly. Jesus. So we got there first day and, you know, obviously you're going to go and play something uh, like really cool and a big game. Uh, now, we did play something really cool, but it probably isn't a big game, I would have said. Well, in fact, it was quite no. a small game because it was on, a, on an iPad. Ginny yeah. played a game. On an iPad, and he actually quite loved it, didn't you? Really well, it's because it was very near and dear to my heart. It was, and what it was, was Carmageddon? It was, it was. It was Carmageddon, the fun size one. But basically, I was more interested in the one that's coming to Xbox Live Arcade next year. And they said, "Ah, oh, this is kind of tough on that one," and because it was the actual developers, so we got chatting to them, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was Carmageddon, Stu. Really, it was Carmageddon. It was good. Um. What what I couldn't get my head around right was the fact that the point of a racing game in that game is not to race, is just to kill every other player yeah. in the game, and it doesn't even matter when you've even gone round the track once; it made no difference. No, like oh. I mean, you can win the game like that, but what's the funny? But that? who does that? Who does that? You yeah. can just play, just play Forge if you want that crap. Yeah, all, all you're doing is just running pedestrians over by the looks of it, and other cars. Exactly, and it also, but it had some cool features, and it looked like the controls were really well. Did did they feel good? Yeah, it was fine. For you know, it wasn't too bad for an iPad. But it had this cool recording and cinema feature thing where you could make your own little mini films of stuff you'd done in the game, which I thought was really good. Yeah, that was a big feature in the PC one, though. Right, that okay. was a big feature in the PC one, um, making like videos and stuff of what you'd done, and yeah, they've carried it through by the looks of things. And what what was really cool? It's the original developers, still, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what had happened is they they got it, and then when after two, they lost the, the, who they was owned by. They moved them onto something else, and the next one was made by somebody else, and then they got kicked out. So they they lost the kind of IP, the the rights to it, and then they got them back, and then they started up a Kickstarter to to get some more money to to get it going. And, uh, yeah, they've been doing very well. So, it's come again and he's back. Yeah, it was very cool. 15 uh, years ago, the first one came out. So it's, uh, is that how long ago that is? It was, yeah. Wow, that's, uh, that's impressive, I've got to say. I didn't, I didn't realise it was, um, was that long ago, really. I had oh, no yeah. idea. And we also uh, met the lead developer, Simone. Um, and she yeah. was really cool, wasn't she? I mean, she, she was dressed as one of the characters from the she game. Was dressed, she was a very attractive lady. She was dressed she up was. To, the, to the hilt. and Had a helmet all, on and everything. She was in a bit of a costume, yeah. It was yeah. cool. And, you know, to be fair, on the Sunday, 
I saw her on just on the on the floor, just giving out leaflets and stuff to people as they were passing, and like not near her stand was just sort of wandering around talking to people and giving them stuff. And I thought that was really really cool to see that happening. You know what I mean? That someone was taking the time to go around and talk to people. I thought that was a very cool thing. To... Yeah, you got to sell the game. Sell yeah, the... so that was cool. So we liked that, didn't we? We gave that a bit of a thumbs up. Would mm-hmm. you agree? Bit... Oh yeah, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be cool to wait and see what happens. I guess later on. Later. They've got an interesting model with it. The first day it's out, it's free. So, yep. Yep. yeah, which I've got to say generates a lot of publicity. And what it also does for them is makes it, you know, appear at the top of the charts in the iTunes store. You know, uh, which makes a big difference. You know, it helps them in the app store to to get it up there. Yeah, uh, and then obviously once it goes to you know if people get enough positive reviews on it, then people are willing to pay you know the sixty nine p or whatever it's going to be once it, it is priced up. So uh, that would be kind of cool. So that was cool, and then we went obviously you know to something really big after that. So we went to the uh, indie arcade. <laughs> yeah. so, so we, we started big, man. We started we big. So we went to play some indie games. Um, I played a really strange game called Dirac. Um, I think that's how it was pronounced. But and I've I've put this in my feedback to to Eurogamer. Right, it, it, I've got to say it was a bit poor how they've been treated. The the indie guys, I've got to say, because they were in what was I know this, what you're gonna say what was essentially a little. So it was almost like a trailer with no wheels on, weren't it? Just dumped in the middle of the floor. Mm. So it was all boxed in, and then inside this boxed in area which was really cramped and people were like you know and there was quite a few people milling through there trying to sort of look at stuff and it was just really cramped with loads of people in and the names of the games were just handwritten on the wall with a marker pen yep they hadn't even taken the time to set it up properly and put proper like name plates up or whatever you know even if they put something something up even if it was a laminated sign you know just some effort uh, and I thought that was really poor how they were treated. And, you know, these 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 are potentially the lifeblood of, of future video games. You know, these guys are up and coming. They're, they're trying to get a I mean, name for not, themselves. Not all of them were, like, like small one no, guy, two they The one game was made by the people that made Mark of the Ninja, yeah. which I'm quite fond of. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah. And and it was it was just kind of sad to see the way they were treated, you know. And I was just like, you know, when you see all these fancy stands for Blops and Assassin's Creed or whatever, and then these guys who were really, you know, doing the hardest in the spare time, you know, with very little resource and very little money to fund what they're doing, and they're just shoved away in a corner and and are given a marker pen to write the name of the game on the wall. Mm. And there was one guy, the Dirac guy, right? He had this. It, it was a really cool looking game, I've got to say. It looked, I mean, aesthetically, it was it was very nice, you know, really polished, really great 3D model, uh, modeling, uh, and it was it was based on the Unity engine. But uh, the problem he had it was a it was a multiplayer game, and it, you're meant to have twenty players playing it, and it's about stealing resources off each other and and getting the most at the end of the game. But because they wouldn't allow him to have a server set up. No, he couldn't they, actually they, they, show it. He only had two computer access to two computers. Yeah, and they couldn't be connected. But to be honest, like, how can they? How can they give the, an indie developer that's a two-man band and only one of them can make it twenty computers? How can I they do guess, that? I guess they can't do that. And the fact that he's there at all, at least we met him and we played the game a bit. I think, I think what was funny because I said, "What's the name of your company?" Then, oh, we haven't got a name. We haven't got one. We haven't got. There was he, two he was of them. He was he was the sound engineer, and he's been he's he's worked on uh, DayZ and stuff. Um, 
and he's done a bit here, he's done a bit there. And he says, yeah, I've done some stuff that I'm not proud of. And I says, go on then, tell me what you've done, what you've done. He says, yeah, I've worked on some Peter Andre music. I was like, oh, God. Um, so, you know, he's he's like a sound guy. He's I, bet, I bet he didn't put that on his CV. <laughs> no, no. But he he said he's working on this as a bit of an experiment, a bit of a hobby-like. And uh, he's done the music to it, a bit of basic programming. And the other guy's done from New Zealand. Uh, and he's done most of the work, and yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think the problem was because he wasn't the lead developer or the guy actually making the game who was the music guy. He wasn't as enthusiastic, I guess, as someone who you know the actual person doing all the. Pro- so, some people aren't natural sellers, though. Yeah. You know? He was a lovely guy, though. He was a really nice guy, you know. Uh, it definitely looked like it had promise, but I couldn't figure out. I just walked around for a bit, and that was it, really. Yeah, I didn't even bother playing. Yeah, it just looked cool, but it, there was very little to do. Well, there was nothing to do. It was, you know, it was just nothing to do, uh, and, it, and he was kind of a, an interesting guy because he was like, he was like a hippie, really, wasn't he? You know, I, I expect him to have a little caravan out of the back, you know, <laughs> where he was stopping or whatever, you know, a tiny little mm. caravan with smoke coming from the roof or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, he was a nice guy. So we did that. Uh, you you had a look at um, Don't Starve, but you didn't play it, did you? Yes, I did play. Oh, it. did you play it? How did you? I was play playing it? it at the same time you was playing that Dorok, Dorok, Dirac. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was good. I didn't survive very long. I only survived the day. Wow. Um, it's kind of like a mix between Minecraft and the point-and-click adventure. So, you know, you have to get some twigs and stuff, and then you build... I managed to make a fire. Right. And when it's dark, you can't... When, it, when it's nighttime, you can't see... You literally can see nothing. And in the dark, all the spiders come out and try, start trying to kill you. Um... But so I made this fire, and when it was dark, night time, I just had to stand by the fire and hope that it didn't go out, and it went out. And then I was running around because I could see like speech bubbles coming out my man, and he was like, "What the hell was that? And where am I?" And, uh, and then eventually he died. So, the so end of the game did, is, did you get killed by something, or did you just starve to death or hyper? I think I, I, I think I eventually just got killed by like spiders or something. Yeah. But it looked cool, wasn't it? It was a cool looking little game. It was a nice looking aesthetic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. I mean, obviously. The art's gonna be good, so um, yeah, it was it was wicked. Like I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be playing it. The- but yeah, the, the the one game though that I enjoyed the most in all of that was a, a game called The Button Affair. Um, yeah, and that was cool. Right. That was kind of cool, and it was it was like what was what was really interesting. It was like it had the aesthetics of another world. And and a little bit like print, the original Prince of Persia in movement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it was one of these continuous side-scrolling running games. So once you started moving, you couldn't sort of stop. Although you could speed him up, couldn't you? You could make him go a bit faster. Uh, and basically, you had to just time jumps and rolls to avoid obstacles. That was about it, really. The the mechanics were very simple. But yeah, it was like it was a file game. You know, it was like up down, slow down type thing. It was just from left to right. Can you live? Can you survive? Yeah, yeah can and it was survive. like you have to jump over this beam, you get chopped. It was all done in this kind of campy James Bond type yeah. spot. Like you've, you've just stolen something and you have to escape yeah. from the building, sort of. It looks like another world, but it doesn't play like another world. No, it doesn't play anything like it. But it was cool. It was yeah, it was a it was, cool little concept. The cutscenes were a bit janky though. Yeah, they were, but the art style I thought was great. I thought it had a really cool sort of really pop arty, really, if anything. It was very pop art looking the the cutscenes. Uh, but yeah, I really I like that. That was probably my favourite of, of the ones in the indie arcade section. Uh, there were a couple of other games, but nothing really that caught my attention. So uh, so we did move on from them. We thought we'd better actually play some proper games, didn't we? At that point, ooh, burn. Yeah. So we met a few people. 
you know, we, we said hello to a few people and we, we played the Hitman demo, didn't we? Went to another play of Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Mm. I mean what did you I mean what did you think? I mean yeah, I, I See no, I I'm more positive than other people because I've said this a few times. Hitman is I don't think Hitman is a game that demos very well in ten minutes. Now I'm not saying that it was perfect, Stu. I'm not saying that everything in it worked brilliantly, and I'm not saying that there, there wasn't bugs in it. But I think um, it, it was probably an old demo. It's probably a six-month-old demo, right? Because the game's pretty much done now. Um, this game is something that you need to sit down with. You need to make sure that you know the controls. You need to wait around. There's, because what happened in this game, you have to kill this target, right? You have to kill this bloke, and he's in the middle of this um, you know, crowd. So... And he's surrounded by security guards. And I was looking at him thinking, how am I going to kill him? Because he's surrounded by people. If I get my guns out, everyone's going to see me. I'm not, this is not Hitman. I'm not doing it stealthily. Um, but if you wait a little bit, he'll walk away. He'll take a piss in an alley. In a, in a, at Eurogamer, as much as you have every right to stay there as long as you want until you're finished, you feel a bit rushed. You feel like you've got to kind of get into it and get into the game as quick as possible. This is a game that needs pace, you. It needs yeah, to yeah. slow down. You need to slow down. You need to stop. It's like, you know, it's like playing. I, I hate to bring it up, but it's like it's like playing Journey or something at Eurogamer. You know, it's it's not something you you want to have with loads of people around you and saying, "Come on now, time to go." Something that you want to take your time with. It is true. I mean, yeah. I mean, the first time, to be honest with you, the first time I played it, I, I literally got the gun out and shot him in the head from the crowd. You know what I mean? And mm. yeah, that didn't work out too well. Yeah, this SWAT team arrived and then I got killed and yeah, that wasn't good. So the second time I thought, I don't know, I'll wait till there's like a policeman on his own and then I'll subdue him and I'll, I'll change into his costume so I can blend in a bit better as one of the police. You see, hide his body in a dumpster and mm. uh, yeah, I'll hide, I'll do that. So I, I waited till there was a policeman that sort of separated himself from another one and then I sort of, he was on his own and I, and I subdued him and then I got a changing costume loading bar which was a bit weird. And then the game crashed on me. <laughs> so it didn't, that didn't work out too well. And I caught the moment on you did. camera. You did. And it, I had this weird loading bar on screen. It was just the weirdest thing. And he said, and it, it actually was called changing costume loading bar, which I thought was very odd. So that happened, right? Uh, so, and then the man goes, it's crashed, it's crashed, got a crash one here. He came running over and he went, I'll, I'll, there's, a, there's a PS3 one over there, go on that. So this was on the 360. So I moved across the way onto a PS3 version, started the demo all again, you know, and it was making way. And this time I actually got as far as um, changing into the policeman's uniform. So I did that. And then I walked around the corner and something happened and then the game just froze on me. So yeah, so I had one that crashed all together on the, on the 360 version and then the PS3 version just froze and, and I couldn't continue. And then the guy came and I'm like, excuse me, this one's crashed as well. And he went, oh... Do you want me to wait till there's another one for him? Like, no. Do you know what? I think I've had enough now. And then, I'm done. And I, I said I'm to him, done. I said to him also, I said, I said, well, that's not really good. I said that's you know on two different consoles. He said, yeah, well, some dude had it crashing in three times yesterday. So you know, it could be an old demo, that mate. It could be an old demo. The only thing, I mean, as far as the game goes itself, I didn't think the animations were very good. I thought the way he walked was a bit wooden. He always walked wooden. I know, but the trouble is, there's so many games using motion capture now for their animations. It, it looked old. It looked like... I a, it did. It did. It looked like an old game in a disagree. new skin. Disagree. No, uh, it did. 
He did. No, just because you say you, it, no, your opinion. You but think- also, also, and I think as well, and this this was quite stark for me was everything happened in more or less the same way. So it wasn't really dynamic at all. It was just sort of all the AI characters did exactly the same things at the same moments every time. And I guess that's part of a stealth game, so you can watch the patterns. Yeah, it's, pattern, yeah, it's patterns. But, I don't know, it just felt old-fashioned. It felt really old-fashioned to me. Some people want that, though. Well, maybe. See, know. like, I mean, Dishonored, which we'll talk about in a bit, felt old-fashioned to me. It felt like yeah. a thief. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, right? But you know, it's it. You know, personally, it's just not my kind of game. And the fact that it crashed twice wasn't a good thing. And I'm guessing you're right. You know, it could be a very old. Hey, these demo. demos that they they pass at Eurogamer, they're usually made for E3 or something like that, and they're pretty old. Yeah, and the game's done now. It the the it, it, it's just an old demo. Like it's nothing nothing to worry about technically. I don't think. No, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's right. All, all I'm saying is, Hitman is a game that we gotta, we gotta give it the benefit of the doubt. And if if you play it for three hours at home with no crowd around you, right, and you still think that it's got nothing to it, then fair enough. But I, I don't think it's a fair judgment on a game like Hitman. No, you know I'm, I mean? I'm sure you're right. And to be honest with you, I've never really played a Hitman game, and it's not really oh, my. Fuck up. It's not my kind of game, so I'm not the best person to judge. <laughs> I am. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, then we play Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider game. Sorry, so. I've got to stop you, but someone's put fucking some shit on our veteran gamers page about Peter Molyneux again. Oh, what, Jason? Who is it? It's Jason Gollaher usually who puts stuff up like that. Philip Mollahand. Oh, well, yeah, no, we know him. He's not He's not like a spammer or anything. Yeah, but like... He, Let me have a look. There's a minute. There's a minute. He's put... He's put Oh, God. Well, what page on the on the main website? Who is that guy? I heard Peter on you speak on the podcast on this one. What? Which page? Oh, right. On the Facebook? Uh, yeah, on the Facebook. No, it doesn't, you can leave that. You can leave that. Which one's it on? You know the, the thread where it says, mm, check out who's... who's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the comments on that. All oh, right, okay. Oh yeah. He says, all he says is, "Who is that guy?" I've heard Peter Molyneux talk on the podcast. He doesn't say anything like. Yeah, well, that's hard. He's just so. No, I just saw Peter Molyneux and I panicked. I was like, oh, I no, know. no, because no one else really knew about it. So we'll just keep an eye out. We'll just keep an eye out because because obviously I want to, you know, surprise Duke with you know a nice comment for him. So. Oh yeah, no, that's that one's fine. That one's fine. But he'll be looking. You know, Duke, he'll be looking because he's, he weren't there and stuff. So I know he'll be checking it out. I'm just hoping he didn't check it out earlier today and seen it. Because if he has, I'll be, I'll be very unhappy. All right, let's crack on. Because yeah. time's cracking on. So, okay. I'm so the, next, the next game we checked out was Tomb Raider, which I was really looking forward to playing this. this was one- I'm, sh- I'm shocked at your opinion on this. Yeah, I look, I liked it. I liked it. I didn't think it was a very good demo, though. That was my main criticism of it. It was it was very non-action-y. Nah, I agree with that. I, it wasn't a very good demo. But I, to be honest, I just thought it was a bit, like, I don't know. Like, it's probably an open world. But really, you just it was just a, not a very big open world. And you killed the deer, and then you went back to your campfire, and then it was the end of the open world. Yeah, I don't think he did, though, because I remember him, because he said everyone was expecting an open world, but it was more 
an island split up into sections, and he'd, he'd always said that. So that's what he did say about it when you know that's the so developer was. He did. The developer did say that it was when he was talking about. It, he said people are expecting open world, but it isn't like that. It's uh, it is one big island, but you can it, it is split into smaller sections or chunks. Because I remember us talking about this and saying, "Oh, that's a bit disappointing," because we thought it was going to be open world. So, well, so, I mean, it was all right though. The, Tomb Raider was okay. It looked great, and the animations were great. It, you know, everything yeah. moved in a really cool way. And she isn't going to like it because she moans like a bitch. She does. Well, do you know what? The one thing that I liked the most about it was um, that I felt some emotion for. Her. I felt for her. You know, when she was shivering, trying to light a little fire uh, and everything to I get didn't. warm. I didn't. Did you not? Nothing. Did you not? Wow. Yeah. No, I did. I, I felt a bit of, you know, sympathy for her. And, I just, you know. I don't, I can't feel anything towards Laura Croft. She's such a cartoon to me. She is, but this character's different than the old version. I'll just put her in the same class, to be honest, mate. I'll just put her as, like, every other Laura Croft. Yeah. I really, I mean, it was, you played alright, but I don't, I, I really don't know how it's going to hold up for the rest of it. I, 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 I think it's going to be alright. What's kind of interesting for me is that, obviously, Uncharted took, you know, cues from the original Tomb Raider games and just made them better, you know, and actually expanded on what they'd done and, and sort of then became their own thing by the third game, I would have said. Yeah, this Tomb Raider's done what it needs to do. Yeah, whereas... It's got to compete with the Uncharted. Yeah, whereas this Tomb Raider seems to have taken a lot of cues from Uncharted, you know, in the way it platforms and you that's move what it, that's, that's what it needed because yeah. that, it was getting fucked over by a brand new it IP. Was. It was. Um, yeah, and this is why competition's healthy because yeah. if Uncharted didn't come along, we probably would have had two or three Tomb Raider games by now that were crap again. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so this is why we we like competitors. This is why we like com- like competing consoles. This is why there'll never be one console. Or this is why when a new first-person shooter comes out, another one tries to trump it, and this is why it's good. But I don't know. I still think Uncharted does what it does better than this. Um, maybe but again you know we've only had a very small amount of gameplay so it's, it's really hard to judge it as a whole experience you don't mind judging <laughs> things on a small amount of gameplay hit man yeah but you know it's ah. exactly the same thing but we don't from a story arc point of view we don't know what's going to happen oh, yeah the story in Hitman you know the, the things I criticised in Hitman were the animations and the way it looked and played not what the game as a whole is going to be like because I couldn't oh. judge it on what I saw and this is this is the same because I like the animations in this I like the I thought the voice acting was actually okay I wasn't I didn't have I didn't issues. I didn't like it I didn't like her voice I always think Lara Croft's voice is shit <laughs> well, I do <laughs> I just think it's all it's always like this cheap actor or something I I, I, I know I, I've heard of her as well the woman who does it I think I think she's been in a few TV shows yeah I don't just... I don't think she's sort of someone rubbish you know but. Yeah, you know, maybe she's trying a bit too hard, but I thought it was okay. I liked it, and I think it's got definitely got promise, you know. And um, I'm oh, not too down on it. I'm, I was... I'm a massive Tomb Raider fan, don't forget. So I know. I, I know. played them all, and I just, uh, I just don't think. I think people are like kind of expecting this one to blow them away, and I, I don't think when when you get playing it, it's not going to be anything too. I just, different. I just think it was a bad demo, my in my opinion. I didn't think it was. No, a... I, I don't. I mean. I just think there's a lot of those moments, you know, when it takes the control away from you and there's a big spectacle happen, like like it happens in Uncharted. Yeah, it was done and, in a very similar way. I Call of Duty, you know, in Call of Duty, like you cross this line and then something happens and you've lost control. And I think Tomb Raider's going to go down that route. And to be honest, that's, for me, that's a bit of a tired route. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think I think the other problem is, you know, 
were watching the stuff that's coming out of The Last of Us and what they're doing with that, which which again looks t- completely different to Uncharted, you know, in the way it plays. But I, I want I want the I want the you know that feeling you get in Portal when you walk in a room yeah. and you go, how am I going to start this? Right? How, how, how is this going to happen? That's what Tomb Raider used to be like. It did. Do you know that's so weird? And I used to love that bit at the beginning of each level where it'd do a sweep round, giving you an indication like, where you need like, to get to. Look, there's the gate. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I'm gonna do this, and I, I don't think this Tomb Raider is gonna be like that. No, and I don't, I don't think it can be because those types of games are in the past now. And you know, interestingly, I was, I was only talking about Tomb Raider with someone at work the other day, and I was saying to them that I remember the five switch puzzle. You remember the five switch puzzle up, down, up, down, and you had to get them in the right order to open all the different gates. Which one was that? There was a, it was like a big room, and it had four doors. Uh, four Tomb Raider, doors. though, like, uh, the is... very original Tomb Raider. Was it? Oh, it had like four doors, and there were five switches oh. in a row, and you had to get them in the right order to open all the doors. <laughs> I don't remember that one. And I remember getting a piece of paper, and there was something like thirty-eight different combinations or something ridiculous like that, and you had to I had to write them all down and then try them all individually until I got the right ones. Mm. Very cool, you know, but you don't, you just don't get puzzles like that anymore in games. Because in the playtesting sections, they'll be like, ah, oh, it took too long, it's shit. Yeah, mm. yeah, you do, it doesn't just doesn't happen where you have to get a dope pad and write stuff down, you know, to work out the puzzle, yeah. you know. Like Myst, I, I, I wrote loads of stuff down when I played Myst. Because you had to, otherwise you couldn't solve the puzzles. You had to write stuff down because you might see something in one part of the game that you needed for another part of the game. Mm. craziness craziness but no we just don't get that sort of game anymore you know we're we're a bit you know as we said the other week we're we're led by the hand through all this stuff now yep I know, agree. because it, because we're, we're not in some uh, cases it's fine you know in some cases i like that in some but in my team rider i, I kind of prefer if it got out my team rider to be honest yeah um but hey like we, we, again um i'm hoping that it will have those moments i really don't think it will We'll see, we'll see, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of going to try and stay positive for it, because I, I like the look of it, and I think it's, it's got potential, but you could be right, you could be right. Um, then we went to the Dishonored Developers Talk, didn't we? Yes. So we went to see what they had to say about the game. Uh, French accents. Yeah. You go to the street, and you shoot the, the thing, and then just play the game. It was, it was an interesting presentation, because basically what he did was play the game twice on the same section and play through in two different ways. So the first time he played through it very stealthily and didn't kill anybody. So he, he sort of did what he needed to do without actually killing anyone. Yeah. And then the second time he played through pretty much killing everybody he came across, didn't he? He did it in a more mm. brutal and direct way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we played, we went and played the exact same demo on the, on the floor, didn't we? So we had a go as well at the same thing. Yeah, um, but they came across all right, you know, and they showed us two different ways. And then there were some questions, and some dude asked a question that even I couldn't understand. And I'm not. Uh, well, there was some stupid questions like, "How long's your game?" Oh, just get off, you fucking twat! Just why? Why ask that? They come all the way over here, yeah, and they want to talk to them. They want to show off their game. They've been working on for years. How long's your game? Oh god, this drives me nuts. Yeah, and then the other guy went. Don't you think you cut out things to impact on the game? And even the developers went. I had no I, idea what I'm asking. I have no idea what you. The question is. Uh, so yeah, just some people ask some dumb questions. It but is. there were some people asking some good questions. 
Yeah, so it was okay. So then we decided we we went and played it, and we in. And how did you try and play it with the first? I tried to play it stealthy, like the the uh, guy on the developer thing, and um, I because they they talked about kind of having lots of different areas for you to go different ways in, and they to be fair, they were there were different ways for you to get in, and you could you know there's verticality to it, so you could go upstairs, and it's not just a corridor. That I, I get that that's true, right? However. Um, there were certain bottlenecks, I thought, that you always got to this section, which obviously has to happen. And those bottlenecks were, like, tough. Uh, there's that one bit on the stairs where I think yeah. you also... I, I tried to do the selfie, uh, and at that point it all went pear-shaped. You, you have to do this warp thing, and it's hard to tell where you're going to warp to. Yeah. And that it, was difficult. It didn't, it didn't feel tight enough somehow it was like you thought it was going to land somewhere and then you slip off the edge and fall in the middle of all these enemies and you're like oh crap and then there's the 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 stopping time thing was good but you can't run very fast when you stop time and you i don't know that's that's what i use the most in the end because what i was doing was stopping time uh running up to the enemies in front of me and then slashing both the throats and starting time again and then they were just dead Mm. so i did that quite a lot um and i and i think that's going to be my biggest problem with the game because I think what will happen is I'll find something that works really well and then just use that for the whole game and not really... Yeah, I don't know if it's as varied as they they set it out to be um, because I think people will stick to one... They'll find one way of playing it, like used to. Stop time, kill everyone at the same time. Um, And then then just keep doing that. I don't know how, how much people will swap it up, even though you could... I mean, uh, it's a bit, like, a bit like the original Bioshock. I was the same in that. I found that something that worked, and then I just did that for most of the game, you know. And it's like Dead Space. You know, you find a weapon that you like, although there's all these different weapons you can use, yeah. and you just power that one up to the... Yeah, I think that's a bit different, though, because you don't really have powers that have that provide a lot of variety. You don't, you don't have... No, but it's a similar sort of thing, thing, isn't it? You find something that you feel comfortable with, and then that's what you do, isn't it? You know, rather... You know, and... and you know, don't get me wrong, he showed some cool ways of killing enemies in the game, yeah, and one yeah. of the best ones was uh, he waited till a, an enemy shot at him, then paused time just as he shot, then he possessed the body of the person that was shooting at him, then he walked the person who was shooting at him round to the front of where he just shot his bullet, and then when he started time again, he shot himself, in effect. Sure. And that was cool, but one, I think that would be really difficult to pull off so you're not going to do it because most of the time you're not going to get it right and you're going to just end up dying or whatever and to the only real variation he showed us was the different ways you can kill people or you can be selfie or you can just kill loads of people that was what i got out of it but i think the core game even though someone asked him that question you know do playing the game differently like if you didn't kill anyone would that alter the ending and he said it, it would have an impact but it was a little bit Evasive, I felt on the on the way he answered it. I think the the core of the game will just be, which is expected because that's what games do, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I. I to be honest, I, I. I've never. You know, I've never really been excited for Dishonored. No. And I'll put it this way: I've seen it now. I've seen it being played by the, the people that made the game, and I've played it myself. And I'm still not that excited for it. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be anything special. No, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I like the look of it. You know, I thought it looked cool, and I thought it animated well. I thought the AI was proper ropey. I didn't think the AI was very good at all. No, because you open a door and it'd be like, 
They don't hit yeah. you. Well, they don't yeah. see you. They they they're very. Um, they're not natural at all. The way that they move around yeah. and do stuff felt very sort of canned and scripted to me. Yeah, yeah it didn't. It didn't feel great. Uh, the voice acting it was okay, but it wasn't amazing. And the, the combat, like you have a sword and a and a gun, and I suppose you don't have many bullets and stuff, and you have a crossbow. But really, like, it does, you know, how effective is the sword? You know, in it, like, if you've got a gun, then it was cool that, like I said, the stopping time and slashing people's throats were really, really. Yeah, but I mean, you, it's not really like people look at the game and think you've got a sword and you're sword fighting all the while, but you're not really. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I don't think the combat was amazing, uh, but the art style was very cool. Yeah, um, but the powers uh, were cool. There's lots of definitely loads of different powers used. There's one where you could invoke rats on people and all these big swarm of rats would and there was literally nothing left was it once it yeah. finished well you could they said you could just use it to get rid of bodies like yeah. if you don't want them to see dead bodies you just get a lot of rats to eat them yeah which is, a good which is cool and I've, i think that's what it'll be it'll just be lots of ways to kill people <laughs> yeah. that's the name of the game now yeah it is it is so yeah i thought it was okay again i'm not gonna dismiss it i'm i'm sort of Please, I took your advice, Ginny, and bought Borderlands 2 as opposed to wait and buy this instead. Yeah. You should take more of mine. I know, because Ginny is always right. Sure. Uh, but, I, but I will be renting it still, and I'm, I'm still hopeful that it's going to be good and great. But I, uh, on this, I don't think it's going to be my game of the year anyway. You know, because a lot no. of people are saying that, but I don't think this will be no, my game I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, now, the last thing I played that day was uh, Doom 3 BFG Edition. It was the 3D thing. In 3D. Um, do you know what? That game is old. Old game is old. It is. Do you know, I played... I That was one of the first games I bought when I got my 360 because it was, you know, it was barely anything to play and that was backwards compatible. Mm. So I got Doom 3 for the original Xbox version and, and played that. And back then I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And it, lo- it even looks pretty good on here. Uh, but do you know what? God, it felt old. Do you know, when I was playing it, even just the way the AI characters, because they literally spawn and just run straight at you. Yeah. And that's all they do. They don't do anything else. They don't, yeah. There's no other sort of thing they do. They just run at you. And I'm like, God, this feels old-fashioned. Uh, and it looks all right. They've done a good job of, of HD-ifying it, as you will. Um, but what's kind of weird is, right, I play that, and it felt really old-fashioned, right? And like it was completely out of date, and, mm. you know, didn't feel remotely contemporary or sort of now you know and play black mesa which is based on a game that was released at the same time or the same around the same year which feels completely different and still stands up now and feels like a game that could have just been made now and that and that's really interesting to me that two games that were released at the same time and used to be used as a measure for your graphics card didn't they both of those games you know how could how good your graphics card were but one Stands the test of time. All about the gameplay, though. It's all about. It is. How, how, well, I mean, it is. Not saying that Doom plays bad. It's just level design and, yeah. and you know art direction. And I just think more care and attention went into Half Life at the time than Doom. Yeah, it just it just felt old. It on, on the same it felt on old. the same day, I played DMC. Which yeah, is the how did you find that? Devil May Cry. Um, I play this because I like I like uh, Ninja Theory and Enslave. Yeah, so it's the, the Enslave guys, and um, it definitely felt. I, I was I was thinking that it would feel more like Enslave than it would Devil May Cry. Yeah, um, but it felt more like Devil May Cry than Enslaved. If that makes any sense. Well, it, I mean, I guess to 
keep the fans happy, he's got to do, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely definitely felt like a like a decent hack and slash game, you know. Um, there was a lot of like you know swinging up the swords and juggling them in, in the air and then shooting them with the guns and um, landing back down and then you can hold the right trigger or left trigger to kind of power up your weapon on the back and it would change like blue and red and stuff. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. Uh, and then you could do like a hook, a grapple hook thing and you could bring your en- bring enemies to you. So oh, if they okay. got too far, if you knocked them away, you could bring them back to you. Um, and yeah, let, I, I mean, let me ask you this. Let me, did it feel Japanese? A bit. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean the character design doesn't No. Okay. But, the enemies do because, like, like, like the character design of, of, of um, Dante, sorry, like doesn't feel Japanese, but the enemies do because the the enemies, you know, they're weird, they're like devil devil shaped, and and I, I just associate anything that's hacky slashy stuff and weird devil stuff are kind of associated with a Japanese type style because yeah. I mean they're so used to making them. But, uh, you know, like, you, you look at the main character and he just doesn't look like it was made by a Japanese developer at all. Um, yeah, so did, I, it, did it feel like they changed it up enough to warrant the reboot and everything? Did you feel like you were well, playing something now that was cool or not? Yeah, I mean, it looked good. And, uh, and to put it this way, I, I don't like Devil May Cry. I played four. I, I thought it was awful. But uh, I liked this one enough to give it a go. Definitely. Okay. So this could this be a, a renter for you? Oh yeah, I, think, I, I don't think it's going to be anybody's game of the year, but I think it could be. Devil May Cry hasn't really had it for a while. I mean, it was a it was a loved franchise, fr- franchise, but you know, the last one didn't do very well, and I, I think it, it could it could spawn a few more of these these types of. I think Ninja Theory could make be making another one. Yeah, I like Ninja Theory. I think they've got some promise. Yeah, you know they they make. They made pretty solid games, you know. Enslaved was, Enslaved was, was it was kind of sad. It was, yeah, it was underrated, and not enough people played it. You know that that game is pretty good. You know they're, they're a good they're a good developer, I think. You know, and um, yeah, it, I think it's got some chance. This, you know, because it's a good it's a good IP. You know, everybody knows it. You know, it could do quite well. But I don't know. I'd be interested to see how the Japanese audience react to this because obviously, you know, the Devil May Cry in Japan sells a lot of copies. So it'll be interesting to see whether they take to it or whether they don't. I'll, I'll right. be interested to see. Because it's, it's still being published by Capcom, isn't it, I believe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll it see. Is. We'll see. It is. Uh, and that was, that was sort of it for day one, really, wasn't it? And in yeah. between all of that, we met people and spent time sitting in the, the bar on, on site. And, uh, we really didn't play that much on the day. No, we didn't. We? It, it was pretty terrible, really. We were, we were just more socialising, though, weren't we, and just saying hello to everyone. You was I was too busy trying to avoid everyone. Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah, stopping people touching you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, get away. And this filming, you, you did a lot of filming, so I'm That's looking it. forward to your film. I'm In all seriousness, I spent most of my time trying to film stuff and being told I wasn't allowed to film stuff and then carry on filming stuff. Yeah, so they would they would always grab you and say, uh, can you can you not take any photos, please? And yeah, video, and I was like, yeah, sorry, what did you, I always say? Sorry, what did you say? Um, can you not? So I've got like a few more extra seconds of it. Of but to be fair, as well, I think this year they were they weren't quite as strict as previous years. Well, straight previous away, and then and then Sunday there were though. Sunday there was really, yeah. like Black Ops. 
Oh yeah, well they're they're different though. I mean, Black Ops well, was so difficult to get, and, and Need for Speed, you know the, the Need for Speed stands. Yeah, they 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 was constantly watching me. They was just constantly. I, as soon as I put the camera, I went no. Like they Do you know what's, what's interesting? We'll come to this. Like one of the games we played, they weren't bothered in the least. I mean, we filmed loads of that, and they were like, yeah, well, yeah. just go, it, go ahead. Them who made it? Yeah, yeah, they didn't care. Um, okay, so uh, that was day one, really. Then, like we said, we went and got some nosh. We had a bit of food awful takeaways didn't we all day really mm. on that day uh then we went to midlife game as we mentioned earlier then we went to bed and i snored and you got upset because i wouldn't sleep next to you and stuff you know i saw I, this is what happened right i was tired but i still i still kept on talking to Stu. <laughs> you did there was there was, the, there was room was for four so there was a bed between us and i said Stu, i don't i don't like the distance between us i don't you didn't you didn't like, do you think i'm gonna bum you if, if yeah, you uh yeah. get in the next bed and he was laughing and, uh, giggling, and uh, i said look giggling away, giggling away. i said look i'm not rubbing carrots with you mm. as sean would say that was his phrase i've never heard it yeah, before he, but it's, he it's, loves it's, that one doesn't he, he yeah, loves that one yeah yeah so uh, yeah, it was it was funny. We were giggling, and then we went to sleep, and it was always good, you know. And I did say to you, the main reason was, you know, I didn't want to snore and, and wake you up and stuff. Which I well, I didn't want you to wake up because I was snoring, which which happened, I believe. I didn't that? I was flat out, mate. I was gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean heard us snoring, though. He heard you snoring and me. We woke we both woke Sean up apparently. Apparently, yeah. But I'll tell you what, the hotel was good. It was good. Bang, bang up hotel that was. <laughs> there you well. He done well, there, mate. I did. I did. I thought. I thought. I was worried. But it was brilliant. I mean, location. It was like about two minutes walk, wasn't it? It was a stone's throw away. It really was. Uh, so we'll be there again next year. It was cool. I'll not mention the name because everybody will be going there then, won't they? We'll yeah, not keep that quiet. Yeah, keep it quiet, man. It was good. It was good. Uh, so anyway, then we got up, had some breakfast, uh, and then it was day two, really, wasn't it? And we, we got to... Day two. And we, we were a little bit more focused because we, we wanted to make sure we did play some games, you know. Uh, to talk about, let people know what we thought. Uh, so we got there early. Um, we weren't, too, we were a fair way back, but we got there about nine, about an hour before it opened, didn't we? And uh, we were still a fair way back in the queue, even at that. So some people must have got there like eight o'clock in the morning, I think, you know, to start queuing up. Um, but I decided I wanted to to have a look at the Wii U and play Zombie U. So we we sort of legged it for Zombie U and ended up in a Freaking massive queue. God knows what them people oh, sprinting huge. there. It was like, how the hell did they get there so quick? Yep. It was yep. unbelievable, weren't it? Yep. And it's a huge queue. Uh, and then we queued there. Right, we got in. So this is this is the truth. We got in at 10 o'clock, didn't yep. we? Legged it to get, to get on the Wii U. And I wanted to go and see Peter Molyneux do his conference talk at 12. And at about quarter past 11... We were still stood waiting, weren't we? An hour and a quarter later, yeah. Yeah. and and it's still. I don't know how long did it take you to finally get in. From I, that? Think I, I think I came off about twelve or quarter past uh, twelve. So you got in about twelve o'clock then. But I, I stayed. I stayed there, and I played Zombie U. So what did you think? Because obviously I wanted to play this, but didn't. I haven't really... spoke to you about this. Have no, really? no, because it's, it, it to me. Out of all the launch stuff coming out for the Wii U, this this would probably this and and Lego City Undercover. Yeah. Are probably the only two that would interest me at all, and and they're not enough for me to even contemplate. By and I mean, I had a look at the console incidentally. We should talk a little bit about that. They had this weird demo thing going on as you were queuing, didn't they? It was a 360 camera. Yeah, like not 360 the console. I mean, like it was a camera that it was like a panorama thing. 300 
60 degree spin on it, which is, I think it's about 20 cameras in a ball and they put them all together in this program. Um, and you hold up the pads and you walk around and you don't walk around, you just move around the pads and it's like a window to the world. Yeah. Um, and it was a tactile. The screen's nice. I did think that. I think the screen. I thought the screen would be this plasticky shit that they it, have it on was, the DS. It was better than I thought. And the other thing I thought was it, it was a much lighter than I thought it was. Yeah, it was. I, I, I didn't really fancy holding that for very long, but it was quite light. It the was. screen was the screen was very like it, it felt like a like a decent piece of kit, you know. And it felt ergonomic. I must admit, it felt sort of comfortable in your hands. I was thinking it was going to be a bit weird with the triggers, but they felt sort of all right. But you've probably got a better idea. We actually playing a game, and I didn't. Yeah. You haven't played a game on it last year. No, I haven't. Um, I have. Right. So let's get. So to it. I, play, I played Zombie U. So first of all, I'll talk about Zombie U. Um, so this game is—it's kind of like Dead Island, but much slower, and it's single player. Um, well, the bit that I played anyway. So you start off in London, like in these sewers and stuff. So if you—you you got a cricket bat, you got a crossbow, you got a handgun, you got a backpack. And every time you look in your backpack or you pick something up from a dead body, you can loot all these dead bodies. You put it in your backpack. You have to look down on the on the screen to look at your inventory. Your inventory is always on the screen. Okay. On, on the on the pad, on the TV screen, it's just your character in yep. third person looking through the backpack, and right. you can still be attacked if you're looking at your backpack. You see, so oh. you literally are looking down like you would at a backpack, and. If you want to look up and look around, you have to look at the screen in front of you. Um, and, you know, you can sort your inventory there. That uh, sounds cool, but did it work? It did. I mean, it works. Like, the, from, as, a, as a technical point of view, it works. Um, is it fun? I'm not too sure, to be honest. Like, it didn't, it didn't feel very natural. It doesn't feel as natural as you think it would. Like, I didn't... Find myself. I found myself quite disjointed and like a little bit confused. But I don't know if that's me not being used to it or me just or or just not being natural at all. Um. And so in the game, you know, if you use a gun, the the the, the guy told me says don't really use your gun if you don't if you don't have to because it's very loud, and one zombie takes a beating. So if you've got two or three on you, it's good. Good night. Because they're not yeah. gonna, they're not gonna hang around. So it's um, gonna, it's, so it's gonna be a pretty challenging game then. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Uh, there was one zombie that had like kind of like a gas tank on him, um, and I tried to kill him, but like I blew him up and it blew me up. Um, that like, I had a cricket bat, bat, you see. So that when when I did beat up zombies, like it, they took a beating, they took ages to to get down, right. and then once they're down, you got to hold the right trigger and and make sure they're finished. Um, but the problem was like, uh, you have to, with a, with a, with a, right, with a, an iPhone, you know, you put your thumbs on a screen, you don't necessarily have to move your hand from the back of the phone to the, and put your palm face down on the screen, dear, and start moving that way. No. You know, you you can just do it with your thumbs, you know, with a, with a, a controller, it's mostly thumbs, isn't it? It's, yeah. You don't really bring your fingers into play. No, never. So with a with a Wii pad, there's bits where if you pick up something, you have to drag it to your gun or you drag it to that, and you drag this there, and they're little squares. That you, and you at one point you ha- you know you have to 
you can't just do it with your thumb. You know, you have to physically move your whole hand, left or right, off one of the analog sticks and put your index finger on a square and drag it to the top right or drag it to the top left right? from, from the middle. So, you know, this isn't a small... Because I control that. If you let go with one hand, you've still got a pretty good grip on it. Right? Yeah, because it's light enough, isn't it, I guess? It's light. It's not very wide. But a, a wee pad is quite wide. Yeah. So you've got to make sure... Sometimes you have to... You know, with, with an iPad, you hold an iPad. And if you let go if you're holding it with one hand on your left hand say and you've got your right hand free you support it around the back you know what i mean you put yeah, your yeah. whole you hug it kind of thing and then do that and that's not very quick to do to translate to like to, to transition from one hand on the touch you know and then so that was really awkward i found that really awkward yeah because i guess even though the controller's light as soon as you've only got one hand on the edge of it and you're pressing it's, down it on the screen, yeah, and yeah, yeah it's it. so you around, put, you're more with your hand right, and it's a bit awkward. I found that really awkward. Um, you know, I mean, let's let's just talk a little bit about graphics because obviously this is a, an exclusive game for the Wii U, so you'd expect that the, you know, squeezing the power out of this machine to show what it's capable of. So what what did you think of the way the game looked then? Oh, you know, because it's HD finally, isn't it? Half-Life 2. Really? Yeah. I reckon it looks about Half-Life 2-ish. Well, that's not terrible, though, because Half-Life 2 looks oh, pretty good on, yeah, on, on, on high settings. It's five years old, though. Yeah. It is true. It is. Um, it, graphically, it just looks like it, an Xbox could handle it, to be honest. Right. It didn't look like the most amazing. Tomb Raider looked better. Assassin's Creed looked better. Black Ops looked better. But then, I guess to a certain extent, they're still probably finding their way around the architecture and stuff. Really? So. Well, you really? Know, you never know. I don't think so. I think uh, I just think it's kind of like a. It might be a bit of a rush game or something, but graphically it wasn't very impressive. Okay. Um. So in so, saying all this, in saying all this, right? I, I don't think that the game itself, the actual game, is bad, right? Yeah. I still think the Wii Pad is probably more practical than a fucking nunchuck, nunchuck and Wii remote, right? I still feel like you've got more control. There's more gameplay. You, you got more. You know, you got tactile feedback. You got buttons and a screen, and you can. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you hold the, the the equivalent of the LB button on the Wii Pad, right? Yeah. You can scan. You know, like the panoramic things. It's just like a window. To it's like a black light, but you you can just walk, scan the whole environment. So if you want to look quickly, look behind you, or like you know. I don't know what you do, but you hold the left bumper and you spin it around and you can look up and down um, on your Wii pad. Uh, and it kind of unlocks like secret doors as well, that does. Okay. How, uh, did you, uh, how did you find looking at the gamepad and then having to look at the screen and looking at the gamepad and having to switch? But you don't do it too much. Like, okay. When you have to look at your gamepad, you, 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 t- you kind of prompts you and says, you know, you're looking in your bag now or you, you, you turn your motion tracker on, which means... You've turned it on, which means you know that you have to look at it. So there's never many points where you have to, you know, it just does it automatically and says, uh, you know, it doesn't tell you about it. Sorry, it, you know, it's just time to look at the Wii pads. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's like a better system than the, the, the Wii remote. You know, it, it feels like you can have proper games on there now, whereas the Wii, you know, you really, there was all gimmicky games, wasn't there, on the Wii, whereas 
you can have proper games that you, we've had on the Xbox 360 and the PS3 with this added element. I, I don't think it's a groundbreaking discovery. It's it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick that that works to a point, but it's still still a bit awkward in some places, and it's not it's not natural. It's your hands are so far apart, Stu. It doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is. It is an interesting shape to the the controller because it is sort of narrow and long, isn't it? As opposed yeah. to whereas yeah. the iPad's quite squarish, even though it is rectangular, is quite as as narrow as 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 light as it is. I, I still wouldn't fancy holding that on my lap, you know. Like okay. compared to a controller, it just doesn't feel right. Because yeah. because you have to. There are moments in that game where you have, you press LB and you have to scan the whole room. So. You know, do you want to sit? Do that sitting down on a settee? I don't know. I'm, I'm still. I mean, you know, me, my opinion. I'm just not convinced enough to even think about buying one. So, and you're not really doing anything to change that opinion. You know, there's nothing you're no, saying that's changed. I, I, th- I think it's. I think Zombie used a, a decent game, and I think I was. I was. I was surprised at the quality of the screen. I thought the screen would be a bit shit uh, on the Wii Pad, and it's fine. Okay. Graphically, it's nothing special. It's just you know what we've seen. So far, um, I don't think it's a bad game. The only problem is it's not good enough to buy a Wii U. What they need, what the Wii U needs, is not one game like this. They need 20 games like this. 20 brand new IPs that use the Wii U in a good way, but they haven't got them. They will get them eventually, right? And I reckon in a year's time, they'll probably have a decent library of original games that work well on the Wii U then it might be a good time to start buying one. I, I don't think I will, but, you know, it's, 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 it's a decent console, but it's going to be outdated again. Like, next year, the Xbox is going to come out, the new Xbox. It's going to be outdated straight away. I think, I think the problem that they have got, though, is that they're trying to compete now with the Xbox and PS3 because they're releasing similar well, they're types of games. with the wrong console. Exactly. But this, like you say, this time next year, it won't be those consoles that they're competing they with. They shouldn't be competing with those. No, they, they need, they need to... Yeah, they still need to find the niche for this console. And at the moment, I still think they're a bit confused as to what audience they're aiming it at. I really, uh, I really think it's a slip-up this yeah, week. I do, I, yeah. it's, a decent, it's a decent console. There'll be decent games for it, but... I don't think it's going to compete at all. It's not going to do sales like the Nintendo Wii. No, I think I think that, like I said, I think they're struggling at the moment just to find who this is aimed at. I just don't think it's aimed at who they want it to be at the moment. You no. know? And I think that's the problem. They've not found their audience. They're still a bit confused about who's going to buy this. Because I'm certainly not interested in buying it because I'm just going to wait till the next PS3 version, which will be the PS4 or whatever the hell it's called, or you know the Xbox 720, whatever that'll be, rather than buy this because it it, it would just feel like a stopgap between the two consoles, you know. And I, I'm not interested in a stopgap. I want something that's that I'm going to you know play and use for a few years. Uh, I I think they they're banking on the kind of early adopters. Um, there'll be a lot of them, and there's a lot of people that are waiting for a new console, something new and shiny. I, I'm sure you are, but that I don't think that will be enough to sustain it. I think it's going to struggle. No, I don't think so. No, you know, well, initially I think there'll be a you know a spike, but then I think it's going to dip. I think you know if it launched with a few more original IPs, um, a few more games like Zombie U, it would have a much much better chance of getting someone like you or I to buy it. You, you know? Yeah. Um. Because all I'm really interested in is Pikmin 3, which was there. I didn't get a chance to play it, though, sadly. Um, but, yeah, it's... I, I don't know. Not 
Not not for me. I'm not. I'm still not convinced. Okay. Uh, but you know, I, I was I was slightly impressed with how good the hardware was for Nintendo because I'm so used to Nintendo having shit shit hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whilst you were there doing all of that, I sort of uh, went off on my own because uh, I wanted to meet the mighty Peter Molyneux. So that's yep. that what I went off to do while you were doing that. Uh, so let's go through this. So yeah, curiosity. What's inside the cube? Um, well, what was uh, you know what? I kind of liked him. I kind of liked him. He started off his his presentation. Of yeah, of course he did. He started off his presentation by basically dissing every game he'd made, which he does all the time. And other and other games for that matter. He said no one's made a great game. He was basically sort of saying that all the games that are out now are good, but they're not great, and that. The now and what he's doing is the future, so that's mm. that was basically the the sort of the message he was giving. But he did give some more information. So basically, he did say that there is no money in the middle. So you're not going to get a pile of cash if you get to the middle of the cube. He he, he verified this. Right. Um, you're not going to get a Ferrari, you know, or a, or a posh car or anything of that nature. Um. You're not going to get a dead cat in the cube, like some people have been saying on the internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're definitely not, and he did put this in, he did get a good uh, a good reaction from the audience, you're definitely not going to get Half-Life 3. That's uh, funny. That's a funny joke. It was funny. And he, he put the symbol up and everyone laughed. It was good. It was good. Uh, but he said what you are going to get is an incredible, life-changing experience uh, from getting to the centre of the cube. Uh, someone said to me they reckon it's a Virgin Galactic ride. Well, I said that. I said that to my wife. You, you my wife. Uh, I told someone at work today. They said it was a big box of Mars bars. Is what, is what they thought was in the middle. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, but I don't think it's that either. I, I, I really don't. I've, I've come to another theory. I think I really think nothing's in the middle of the cube. And what you're going to get is your 15 minutes of fame because you're the person who got to the middle, and that's what you're going to get, and that will be life changing. So he's not lying. But I, I think he's. I think he's. There's, there's some wool being pulled over people's eyes, in my opinion. You know, I, I don't think there's anything significant in the middle of it. But you know, it remains to be seen. But I'm not convinced. So anyway, so we talked a bit about that. Um, and then basically, then basically, he was he was being funny. He was in his, his in funny mode. I have to say, because then he said, uh, "But you know, enough about me talking about the game. Uh, can we have some volunteers from the audience to come and have a play of it?" You know, come and try it out, see what you think. So he had two iPads set up with, obviously, feeds to the big screen so people could see what was happening. And, yeah, he said, so all these people in the in the auditorium put their hands up, me included. I must admit, I did sit my hand up because I thought, oh, well, I'll have a go at tapping on this here game. Of course you would. And then he said, oh, look, there's two volunteers here at the front, my son and his best friend. So... <laughs> So that was kind of funny because he, he tricked everyone. Everyone was like, Ooh, you know, because he thought they were going to get over there. Anyway, so he got his son up on stage and his best friend, and uh, they were playing for a while. And I guess, you know what? I was more impressed than I thought it was going to be. Because I went into there thinking, this is going to be shit. What the hell is he talking about? What the, f- you know, what is this cube thing? You know, you know, he went on, he described it 60 billion cubes making up one giant cube. Um,. So he sort of went on about that for a bit, and then his sons and his mate was tapping away. And I can see people playing this game for sure. I can't. I think I think there's more to it than you think, and there's there's lots of stuff available. 
So in addition to just tapping, you can obviously get all the different chisels, and we'll come on to that because I did ask him a, a fairly probing question, and, uh, and he wasn't—he didn't answer it very well, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, you can tap on that. Then you can get these like different power ups and ones that'll sort of trigger explosions that which will clear more cubes in one go rather than just tapping individual cubes. It went on to say, and it was kind of interesting. It links your tapping to music. So as you're sort of tapping away at the cube, there's this sort of... They're not really music, but they're just like chords playing in the background. And as you tap faster and in, in, in more of a rhythm, they get a bit quicker and they sort of go up an octave. So there's this sort of reward of, of music sort of going Sounds up. Sounds like so much bollocks, Joe. It is. Sorry. It's, God. And then... Why didn't you just tell him your game's bollocks? And then what, what also was quite evident... should have said that, Stu. What was kind of cool... Is, hey, oh, God, I wish I paid well, you. Well, listen, there. listen, listen. So what was kind of cool was that um, his son and his mate were started to draw stuff in it, though. They were putting the names on it. They were, you know, making faces and all, and all sorts of crazy stuff. And, I'm t- and that'll be the hook. Because it's like Minecraft in reverse. So instead of building blocks and making stuff, you're actually taking stuff away to make stuff. You know, and one of one of the, so then you got a few guys up and one of them did a space invader, you know, on the top of the, on the cube. So they were they were sort of doing stuff and and the first thing one person so he did like get people up from the audience after he'd done his joke about not getting people up. And one of the first people put WTF. <laughs> so that was the first thing he did. And and it was it was it was interesting to see what people were doing, you know, just just in that five minutes of just messing around with it. He went on to say that they're going to have different things happening on different layers. So one might turn into like a missile command, and you sort of firing missiles to get rid of blocks on different parts of the same bit of cube that you're on. You get rewarded with coins as you're tapping away, and then you can use these coins to buy stuff in this store. Uh, which is set up. The, it was saying the top tappers of the Dude, you you told him yourself. This is just a clever business listen, model. Listen, listen, I'll come to that in a minute. I'm just telling you what he said before I got to a question <sighs> time. Uh, and then one of the other cool things... I wanted me up. I thought it was kind of cool, but one of the other things he said was yeah. that the top tappers of that day, on the following day, the photograph faces will be on the cube. So as people are, are tapping away, they'll uncover the faces of the people who tapped the most the day before. And I thought, that's kind of cool, you know. And he said they're going to adapt and change it as they go along. They're going to keep, you know, doing different things as people are tapping away. He said on on one day, they might make it so instead of getting rid of cubes, you're putting cubes back in just to mess with people. And I thought, you know, that's kind of funny. <laughs> so, so you're like tapping away and, and cubes are reappearing instead of getting rid of them. So I can see... I can see the the... It's gonna. I my opinion is this will work and people are going to be doing this. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely sure that people. Will buy. Yeah. I don't know why you think people won't buy it. Stu. No, they're not buying it because it's free to play. It's a free to play game. You're not going to buy. Well, like play it. I don't know why you think people won't play. It. I don't think that I'm, I never did think they wouldn't play. It, but I think but you, that's the way you talk. You no, talk no, no, like even you, you talk, you're saying things like I really think people are going to play it. No, because of course they fucking are because no, there's but, loads of stupid people out there. No, because. If it was literally just the tapping thing, I was thinking, well, you know, I was that no, keep people I still, engaged. I think anything Peter Molyneux does, people will take an interest in. But because it's because it's him. This is by no means the best game ever made. Him going on about this is the best game ever made. Is it not? Is, essence, is it not? No, it's not. It's not. But it uh, is interesting. 
you know, and I am curious. So he has got my curiosity, is fair to say, as to what the hell is in the middle of this thing. So anyway, so that all went on. And then what he did, and I thought it was really cool, because normally they do the, oh, this is a presentation, right, let's have questions here. And what he did was answer questions while people were playing the game. So as people were playing, he were taking questions. So uh, I put my hand up pretty much straight away, because I, I had a pretty big question to ask him. So I waited, and, and I got about the third person to ask him a question. And basically what I asked him was this. I said, you know, I felt it was a cool concept and idea, and it, you know, and it looked cool, you know, the game. But um, I said, did he not worry? Because obviously there's paid DLC, as we know, and the, the dearest of which is a $50,000 diamond pickaxe, which incidentally you can get in the game, but you need a million coins to get it. So you'd have to tap enough to get a million coins to get that if you just didn't want to pay real like world money to get it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that these things will be fairly elusive. You know, the good stuff, you, you're going to have to buy coins because it'll take you forever and a day to get enough money to get them. But anyway, that's an aside. So I said, did you not feel that having the paid DLC or, or you know, uh, microtransactions within the game, that rather than being a cool gaming experiment, it would, it would be more of a very clever business model that preyed on people's addictive tendencies, you know, and people with, you know... Or- their curiosity. Oh, curiosity. Like it, like it obviously has you. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and I think I think he got a, a little bit flustered really when he was trying to answer. I, don't, I saw his answer on YouTube. I don't think he was as flustered as you make it. No, he was. No, but then I pressed him a little bit further. And he bounced he your does, question does, off like anything else. He did, but he didn't really answer it. And, and he, did. he didn't. No, he didn't. He, he never said. You know, what his answer was. It's for lazy people. Was his yeah. answer? He said, "As we all oh, rich, said, rich which, which I didn't think was really a very good answer." He said, "As we all know, people are lazy." Was the way you put it, if I'm, if I'm right? Uh, and it's for those. Well, I think people... a better way of saying that is that some people are lazy. Well, he did, yeah. Well, he said, and, "And as we know, people are lazy, and as a result, rather than spend loads of time." And he also said, which was a really weird way of saying it, "As we know, people like to get power ups playing games like I do," and and show off so he was saying they could pay to show off no, but that's true it is true but that's not really a good reason the real reason is to make loads of cash that's the real reason he never said that right well he's not going to is he? no he isn't he isn't so so he was i felt he was pretty evasive really and i don't think he answered it in a, in a very good way really i thought it was a bit poor really how he, he told you in a, a but bit, listen uh, but listen this he told you in a roundabout way he did, but He's, this is the no, listen though this was the best bit so then when he answered that's all i've been doing for the last well, 10 minutes you weren't even there so yeah, but i've been listening to you talking about this all weekend so anyway listen so so then i i went on to say to him so once he'd answered that bit i said look i can see where you're coming from right and i don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying but I said, my opinion is when you get in, when people get near, when you're getting near to the middle of this cube, you know, when there's not much left to go on, I said, that'll be when it really kicks in and people will be buying to get an advantage. They will be buying that DLC and that, those extra things so they can get an advantage and have, have more chance of getting to the middle, right? And do you know what his answer to that was? Go on. His answer to that was, oh, well, we can rebalance the game so it's not unfair because one of his biggest things was not making it unfair on the people who put all that time in tapping and not paid for any DLC or paid a microtransaction. So in essence, what he's saying is, if you pay to win, right, so you're paying that money to get your better diamond chiseled pickaxe or your exploding bombs or whatever the hell it is, right, 
you're not going to get an advantage anyway, so it's pretty pointless paying the money for it because he's well, going to... Well, I don't believe that. Well, that's what he said. The, he, that's Mate. exactly what he said. Oh, sorry. No, Peter Molyneux never fucking um, goes back on what he says, does he? He's always, he always true to his word, isn't he? Yeah, but that's what he said, so I can only take Mate. his word for it. Nah. He's the developer of the game. How can I can't say, well, no, you're telling me a lie. You're Mate. not going to rebound. Mate, he's full of shit. Yeah, but he said it. That's what he said. You. But I'm trying to point out. Think, think about who you're fucking talking about. I know. I know. He's but full that's of shit. I know. But that's what I'm trying to point out. I mean, he, his answers were were pretty crap, really. You know, and he didn't really. You know, to say something like that was just amazed. It just amazed me. Really, I, I, anything Peter Molyneux says doesn't amaze me because it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he just, just says anything. He's mad. Yeah, but he's crazy. Anyway, but that aside. I am curious. <laughs> so, so that aside, I'm curious. And in addition to that... So this uh, game's warning me up now. Yeah, I know. Well, let me just finish off. But well, the, the, the coolest thing was, though, after the after he'd finished his presentation, etc., he, he basically said, look, if, if anyone wants to come and chat, you know, whatever. And he also said, which I thought was really cool, but I'm sure it was bullshit, but he also gave out his uh, Twitter address, his, his personal email address. And and obviously his company email address, and he said if anybody wants to become a game developer, you know, email me and I'll I'll try and help you and you know give you as much advice as I can. So it was really cool that he said that. Now whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that was cool. And after the show, he he basically uh, he basically came off the stage. If anyone wants to come and have a chat, and there was literally about fifteen minutes till the next uh, conference was coming on. You know, the next developer talk. Yeah. And and literally, the 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 guys running it had to like usher him out of the out of the arena and say, "Look, you're gonna have to go because there's someone else coming on in fifteen minutes, right?" And do you know what he did? Do you know what he did? And this is no word of a lie. He went, "Oh, okay. Come on, guys. We'll we'll go outside. At, you know, we'll talk outside at the side of the arena. At, you know, side of the room instead, right?" Everyone sort of ushered outside. And then the woman there was like, no, no, you're going to have to go downstairs. You can't stay here. You're going to have to go downstairs, right? And do you know what he did then? He said, look, everyone go downstairs. I'll follow you down, and then we'll just chat, you know, wherever we'll find somewhere to chat downstairs. And I've got to say, I've got to admire him. And I, and I thought, do you know what? That's really cool that you're willing to do. What? Just talking to people? No, but the fact that he's... Being a nice person. No, but, you know, some some developers, he just disappeared, aren't they? You know, the French guys didn't come down and talk. Yeah, but they haven't got the bravado of Peter Molyneux. No, I know, but the fact Mate, that... When, you, when, when that Dishonored thing finished, nobody went over to them. No, they didn't. But it's cool that he could have just gone. He didn't have to do any of that, and I I'm thought that I'm was... I'm sure real... Peter Molyneux is a very nice man. He was. I'm not saying he's not a nice man, but he's full of shit when he starts <laughs> talking about his games. He is, and I don't disagree with you, but he was he was nice, you know, and I, I admire him for that. I thought he was kind of cool, anyway. I liked him. He, he won me over, man. He won me over, he did. Fell for his and I, I shook his hand, I did. It was a bit sweaty, but I gave it a shake, anyway. Uh, but, yeah... Yeah, yeah, just his hand, just his hand. I didn't touch his carrot. Um, so, so yeah. So then we came out. Um, the next game I played was the cave. That was the next yeah, game for me. Yeah, and you played this a bit later on, didn't you? Oh, the next game we played was Aliens. Was that the next game that we played? Yeah, God, it was. Try, yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I put that at the top. I mean, yeah, Aliens, Colonial Marines. Sorry, you are right. Yeah, Aliens. Yes, because uh, yeah. I kept yeah, the fuck, the cube, fuck your I? tapping cube shit. Let's talk about a real game. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about some real game. Aliens Colonial Marines was the most fun it was. I had playing a video game all weekend. It was. It was the bollocks. And you and you were a bit shit at it, to be fair, though. I was shit at it. I was. Shit at it. But yeah. I, what happened was, uh, 
You wasn't a player. It's all right for the people that don't know. It was like Left for Dead, basically. It was aliens versus humans, but the people playing the aliens were Q and A test Sega Q and A testers. Yeah, they were on the opposite side, weren't they? Yeah. I didn't realise this until he told me and later. They looked fucked. All right, they they would be playing it all that all week. Um, you know, liter bottles of Lucasite next to them. They was they was done. Um, but. Yeah, they, they, they've been playing a lot of the game. So they knew the game very well. They knew how to play. Um, they they was on the ceilings everywhere. Um, but we, we played... There was me, you, Chris, MJW, Mike Vasey... Sean. Sean. And I think that was it. There was five of us. Yeah, there were five of us. Dan and Lewis watched us. And I was being loud, as usual. Um, I don't know if you could hear me, Stu, but I was being a little bit, a little I bit hyper. I did hear you. Um... And yeah, we, we, it was it was a great laugh. Like it was fantastic. It was, it was so much fun. I, I'm, you know, th- there's not a lot to say about it apart from it, it's it's Left 4 Dead, but in the Alien universe. Well, it looked, I mean, we can I mean we can say it looked very it was nice. On the PC, it was on a PC on full settings, no doubt. It, you know, we had a controller, but it was on the PC, it so it, it ran like like beautifully. But what was cool? Uh, what was cool as well? They had you could either have mouse and keyboard or. A controller, if you wanted, which was kind of cool. They had both controls. There's a lot of PC setups like that, though. Yeah, those, yeah, it's good. Um, the motion tracker was cool. So if you hold the LB button, you get the motion tracker out, but you can't shoot your gun. Um, and it just felt like Alien. It was so cool. And you saw those red dots, and you're like, oh, no, no. Um, to be all... honest with you, though, they were on you that fast. They were. Now, most of the time, it was useless trying to get a motion tracker out, because by the oh, time you yeah. got it out... No, oh, there, there were lulls, you know, when you was killing fuckers like me, Stu. <laughs> uh, yeah. Instead of being eaten. Uh, right, like, you, you had time to kind of... I mean, you're not, you, you've not got the motion tracker out for very long. No. Um, but it's out, and you see a red dot, because you see a red dot pretty quick. Yeah, you do. Um, and you go, right, there's one in this direction. There's like, this, I know it's going to come from this way. And what I learned about two deaths in was, don't just look on the floor... For an alien, like you have to look up uh, because they're all over the ceiling. I mean, everything. I got killed quite a few times with the tail spike thing. You know that that did yeah. me. They uh, pin quite you down. Bit. There's one yeah. point where they pin you down, and the only way you can get back up is if somebody else kills them. Yeah. Um, which happened. With, like, I mean, we all said to each other, that, that, you know, the, the trick to these games, like in Left 4 Dead, is stick together. You stick together, and you're okay. Yeah. So he was lucky enough. I mean, we we did split up a bit, but at the end, at the very end, we we was all in the same corner. Yeah, and... it was weird actually. We started off sort of fairly split, and then by the end, we were starting to stick together a yeah, bit more. We were staying together. And it a bit made more. a big difference. Yeah, it did. And I, I, if I was on my own, I always made sure I, I found somebody and paired up with yeah. whoever it was, and uh, that's kind of like the art of the the trick of the game. I think. Um, super fun, like super controls, fast as well. It was fast. The controls are exactly how you'd want them. You know, like where you want them. Um, it uh, it was just so it much. Felt, fun. It felt like a solid sixty frames a second. It that really? was that was really quick. The only it? the only thing about it was, it. I feel like yes, it is a lot of fun, but you've got to you got to play it with your mates. It's like Left 4 Dead. You have got to play it with your mates. And how many times are you going to do that? That's the only problem. Oh, I don't know. I think, you know, when you think about how many times you played Left 4 Dead when it first came out, I think it'd be like that. I think yeah, but, like, it'll be like Left 4 Dead, like, after a year, you know, like, no one will stop. Yeah, but, you know what? It. 
Mm. Eight years long enough to enjoy a game, isn't it? Yeah, it'll okay. be a good. It'll be a good game for the play date. You know, yeah, I think that's that's what we'll, we'll play it probably solidly for about six months, oh, and then yeah. it'll just be play dates, and every now and again you go, oh yeah, we'll play yeah. some of that. Like Team Fortress Two, now, you know, yeah. it's great laugh with the people you know. But I, I, I think Aliens was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, brilliant and I, game. And I have to eat some humble pie in, in one respect. Okay. And the reason that is because, you know, I was very down on Duke Nukem, wasn't I? And said how shit that game was. Well, I didn't make it. No, no, no. Let me just finish what I'm saying. But if that game helped fund this game, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They and didn't that, that, though, mate. They, they just took it on because they he used to work there, that's all. True, but if that game, you know, helped to put money to make sure this game comes out, then uh, it, the reason why Duke Nukem was released by them is because it was like it'd be nice. It, wouldn't it be cool if we bought that game and let them release it because they've been working on it? But they still made tons of bloody money from it. Come on, let's be honest. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they did. And if they put it into redeveloping other stuff, then I'm fine with that. Whatever. Um, okay, so we played that. I really like that. And then, as I did say earlier, and I was in the wrong order, but we did play the cave. Yes, we did play the cave. And, mm, and, mm, uh, mm. Yeah, this potentially for me, along with Aliens, uh, Clone Number, is probably the game, my favourite game of the show. Really, uh, it was good. I really like. Very it. good. Really like. Yeah. I like. I, I liked. Um, you know, Dan and Lewis. Yeah. Uh, they came up to me and says, "We didn't think you'd like the cave." <laughs> I was like, "Why?" I was like, "I didn't think it was your your type of game." I, was like, I, I don't know why you think that. I, I, I thought it was very good. Um, it's it's like a puzzler platform. It's yeah, it's a puzzle platformer. It's it's like well, it's it's sort of a point and click adventure game, but brought up to modern day in a weird way. Because what they've done is take a very classic point and click puzzles, but put them in a two D. Well, it's sort of two D. No, I don't know if they're uh, they're all classic point and click because there isn't a lot of talking. And I, no, no, but I always associate point and click with like talking. As yeah, the but dialogue. the shopkeeper does though, doesn't he? He was kind of funny. He's yeah, a but like, key for you and stuff. Yeah, but like you know, like branching paths in in the in the dialogue and um, questions you've got to ask. And <laughs> no, true. Like, yeah, true enough. But to be fair, we we did it, the demo only is a very small portion. We didn't even get in the cave, did we? <laughs> because uh, you've got to do some stuff before you can even get in the cave. But I think there'll be a lot more talking than you think as you go along. So I thought it's, it's like a three-player co-op. I wonder why it's three. I'd yeah, it's very the, odd. The puzzles, isn't it? Very odd. And, like, and if you play on yeah. your own, you have to... And that's why it's, it's not like a traditional platform in any sense, because you have to position your players where you need not to. Not at all. Like, local co-op, that wasn't very smooth, that whole kind of changing, switching characters. Yeah, yeah it was a bit weird, because you didn't know which one was controlling the screen. So you'd be, you'd think you were, and then you'd just go off the screen, and it didn't move with you at all. No. So that was a bit odd. But yeah, the the other thing is, just to let you know, there's, there's only local co-op. There is no uh, there is no online co-op. Uh, co-op. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, there's no online. It's, uh, it's... So I'm not, I'm not, I don't know about that, you see. Yeah. I don't know, I don't think that's a wise move. No, but I, I, I think this game will probably be fine to play on your own. I think that's what it's designed yeah. for. Yeah. I think it's designed for that better than the co-op, to be honest. Because... I, I, it's clearly designed to co-op, like, but... I don't know whether it is. Because there is that weird, because you have to switch between characters, and, and sometimes you can switch into the character the other person's playing as, which was a bit weird. I think it's yeah. play on your own, but it, right, you put yeah. the co-op in it. Because you, when you're playing on your own, you'll be positioning those characters where you need them, and they all have different abilities, which presumably you need to solve different types of puzzles. I think that is its big, biggest problem, though, that whole 
like, to manage more than one character at once. Yeah, like, and when you're doing it with two people, it, it gets very confusing. Like, that's not that's not slick at all. No, but, uh, no, because you're having to say to the other person, "You just stay there while I go." You, yeah, and you because you, you, you have you, this mentality when you play a game is, "This is the person I've selected. This is the person I'm going to be for the rest of the game." But that doesn't work in this game. No. And you can be the person that your other player selected, and he can be what who you selected or the other third extra one. And you, I don't know it's it's just a bit, it's a little bit strange and odd how they've gone about that. However, everything else about the game is is, uh, is top draw. Like the even like the little animations, how they pick up a key and how they open doors. And the, I thought the platform platforming was a bit rough though. It is, but again, I don't think. It's really a platforming game. It is. It is, Stu. But, but it isn't. You do a lot of fucking jumping in it. You do. But I don't think it's... No, no, Stu. If you do a lot of 2D yeah, jumping in a game, it has to work well. I don't it care. Does, yeah. I don't care. At its heart, it's a point... I get that, right? Yeah. I know yeah. it's not like just a Mario game. I know it's a point... I know their background. But if that's your game, where you do a lot of jumping, you have to do... You can fall to your death or you can miss a platform... They have to be good. I've got and to say, though, the not, death animations the were great, weren't they? Yeah, the animations, the acting, the presentation, all fine. The gameplay is a bit rough. Do you know, do you know, you know how you feel about Rockstar and everything? Mm. Well, that's that's like me with Ron Gilbert and Tim Schafer. You know what I mean? Look, you, you can say what you like, but this game's great. Not Double Fine? Are you a big Double Fine? I, I like Double Fine, and uh, yeah, I'm more into this type of game. This is this is the sort of game I like that they made, though, with the with the humour and the, and all the cool little things going the on. More gameplay, yeah. Yeah, I, what I, what I like the most is just the little touches, like the like when the character when it did something, it rolled its eyeballs at the screen, you know, yeah, like a bit of a, oh yeah, there's bit of a, oh god, what's he doing? You know, presentation, the way the way that it it it, it, it comes across and the the, the humour, it's all there, it's all perfect. It is. I just feel like. The platforming was rough, and the character swapping was poor. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I'd say about it, which, which again, you know, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect. I think that's probably the weirdest thing for me, because I'd heard a lot about it, and I'd read about it, and I thought, yeah, this looks really cool. Um, but I was expecting a more traditional point-and-click adventure game, and then when I started playing it, it wasn't that. I was, I was sort of surprised a little bit. You know, because I thought, oh, it's going to be... And he doesn't tell you very much. He, he sort of leaves you to your own devices to work stuff out. And I like that about it as well. He'd have that sort of, you know, that challenging feel about it, which, you know, which would be rewarding when you figure out what the hell you're meant to be doing. And we had a couple of moments of that as well. Like, oh, God, that's what you've got to do. You know, and, that, and I thought that was cool as well. I like that about it, you know. And it's still got that kind of magic that you get from those sorts of games when you work it out. It is a kind of magic, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jewelry, you know what will be happening now, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was good. Um, did you, what did you play next? Anything next for you? Uh, I don't know. Um, XCOM, did you go and have a go at that? Oh, yeah, I had a crack of that. I had a crack of XCOM. Uh, that's good. I really enjoyed that. Um, again, it's, it's quite a slow game. Okay. Um, so I felt like. I was playing it, and I played the tutorial, and I was like, oh, I'll get it. You know, you, you, you instantly kind of get the, the concept of it. So, oh, this is this is really good. There is a lot to it, though. There is a lot to it. And I put it down after a while because I thought, I need to sit down with this properly. And it's very slow, and 
yeah, I, I felt like I'm going to give this game a good go, but I'm not really in the mood for playing it in this environment in a yeah. rush. So do you, know, you, do you think for someone it. like me who's never really played this sort of game, you know, I've never really, like, really played a Civ game or anything, I'd feel overwhelmed with it all. You, you, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat as you. You know, I've never played Civ, never really been interested in I've, anything. I've played Civ a tiny bit. I've played SimCity a tiny bit. That's some completely different games, mate. Completely different games. It's more, It's more zoomed in. It's more focused on, like, the actual marines right yeah no I, I watched it it looked a lot like a third person action game when i looked at it well i mean it's look it's 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 a yeah it's an isometric view but it's quite close and you quite you know you, the cutscenes you see close up to their face you know um i Stu, i really think you'd like this game yeah do you think i think you like it yeah okay. i would I'm going to say it. I think you're going to like it. Well, I'll, I'll probably give it a whirl. I mean, I was, I did look, I'll be honest with you, I looked at downloading the demo, you yeah. know, off Steam, uh, but until I finished Black Mesa, there's no chance, because it's about four gigs or something. It was massive. Well, I think the demo comes to Xbox Live this week or next week, so... Oh, I'll download it on there then and play it. We'll go on that one, yeah. yeah. I'll give it a go on there. Um, the next game I played was another one of my favourites that I played while I was there. So yeah. I think that's all it, all it is for me. I think I'm done. Are you done? Yeah, the next one I played was Unfinished Swan, yeah. uh, which is coming to um, PlayStation Network. So it's going to be yeah. a PSN game. And, do you know, and, and this was another thing that really pissed me off. Uh, people that don't know what it is, Stuart. Yeah, well, I'll come to that in a second. But, what the, again, it had two screens in the whole place. You yeah. know, when you've got... I, I didn't even see this game. No, 50 screens for something like Blops and whatever. Oh, for, oh, you, you, you can't say it. I mean, you've got to... Mate, 50, 50 screens for blops, and what was the queue like? Oh, it's still huge. Exactly. I oh, know. they needed, they needed 50 screens. I know. What was the queue like for Unfinished Swan? Well, I, I got on it pretty quickly, it's fair to say. But oh, again, it, it was... Oh, it was got as, as many screens as it needed. It it was tucked away at the back, out the way, like, you know, there wasn't really a presence for it. Uh, but it was cool. It was so cool. So basically, it's, it's a really cool story. So you basically... Your mum's a painter... Right, who never finishes a painting? Right, it's this really weird. It's very out there, and something happens. I can't remember how it went now. Something happens to her anyway, and she te- she tells you you can pick one of her paintings to keep, and the one that you pick is one of an unfinished swan. So it's a swan that has not been finished. She's not finished the painting. It's a swan, and then you go to bed, and when you wake up in the morning, the swan's disappeared, and all the colours gone out of the world. So it's just completely white. So the world's totally white, and there's nothing in it. And basically, you, you, the, the core mechanic of the game is that you throw what are basically balls of ink, black ink. Right. And everything that it touches, it'll suddenly something will appear that's in the scene that you just can't see in a 3D environment. And you're just throwing these, these black balls. And, they, and it, it does this really cool way of guiding you around because you basically just see the golden footprints of the swan. And you've just got to follow the footprints. And just there's nothing really to do as such you're just sort of just discovering this environment just by throwing his pay and just following it around and you find the the path you need to take to get from one place to another and there was one mm. there was one bit where you were there was sort of i could see the footprints but when i threw the ball it was bobbing up and down in in what was obviously water but there was no there was nothing there to say there was any water there because there's nothing else apart from the black but it was quite obviously water you know and it, that was kind of cool and i found then i found some stepping stones to to jump along 
uh, and the platforming worked really well. The I think the problem was I was because you obviously sat so close to the screens, aren't you, Eurogamer? And this yeah, really I have to pull the chair back all the time. Yeah, it really relies on on sort of contrast. To, to see what you're seeing and I think being so close so at some points it was obviously if you've, and, and also what was what was kind of interesting is you've got to be careful how much ink you throw as well because if you throw too much it, it all, it's all black then and you still can't see anything and there's no way to take it back out again once you've thrown it so you've got to be really careful because you could actually make it more difficult for yourself so you've got to be a bit more frugal with, with what you're throwing just so you can make it out but not so much that you black it out completely so I thought it was overall. I was really impressed with it, and I can definitely, you know, it's it's definitely my kind of game. You know, a bit weird, a bit arty, a bit interesting. Artsy fartsy. Yeah, weird, and totally unique. Weird and shit. Weird and, and shit. totally unique. It's not weird and shit. It's just it is weird. Yeah, it is. It's weird, but it's not shit. I'm sure somebody would say it's shit. I'm sure they wouldn't. Sure what not. was the last game that you finally stupid? And then this the last this game of Eurogame was the best game. New game. The- Best game by a country mile. Right. The best game. Uh, yeah, Sean and I went over to the 80s section <laughs> of the uh, of the auditorium, you know, to do a bit of retro stuff. Uh, we found a Commodore Amiga set up with two joysticks with suckers on the bottom. And, uh, yeah, we waggled our sticks. And, 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 suckers, and suckers using the, the joysticks as well. And it was. And, uh, yeah, we played Speedball 2. And it was just like back in the day. And he beat me, the bastard. Okay. So, you know. It was great, though. You know, to play Speedball 2 again, it was so... It just took me right back to, uh, yeah, sitting in my room with all my mates and passing the controllers around and, you know, having a bit of a tournament. It was brilliant. It was just so good. So, yeah, bit Matt Brothers, man. You can't beat him. It was so cool. And and I beat one of his players up so much that the little uh, ambulance things came on and took him off. I was like, yes, just yeah. like back in the day. I do remember that game. You do? It was great. Could you knock the heads off in that one? No, no. But if you hit them enough, they would they would just sort of fall over on the floor, and then these two little robots would come on and cast. Remember, there was one where you could like smash their heads off. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. But yeah, it was cool, and I, and I did stroke the keyboard just for a bit. But you missed that. Yeah, I didn't film that this year. You didn't, no, but I did have a, I did have a bit of a stroke. A video coming this week, everyone. Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to this. I really am. Plenty this of year. video footage. You did. You did. Um, so I have no idea what it's going to turn out like, but should be a video coming this week. Have you started going through it? Have you had a look? No, long day at work today, you see, so I've uh, I've had to put it aside. Um, I showed a couple of the lads next to us what I've been getting, um, but no, I haven't uh, I haven't had a chance to go through it yet. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to get Matt to go through it and sort it all out for me and log it all for me. Right. So when I do start eating, I can just jump straight on it. Cool. But, because it's, it's not really work. I, I don't really want to do it in work hours, to be honest. Because, uh, yeah, no. No, well, you do pay yourself. <laughs> I know, but like, I've got shit I need to be doing. So, mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, sort of at this, at this point in time, at this point in time, we uh, normally do the Twitters and the emails. Well, tonight is no exception. We are still going to go through these. Admittedly, we haven't got any sound bites to go, you know, twit, twit, twitted it and all that crap. We're still doing it. Yeah, we're still doing it because we've had some tweets and, and some Facebook stuff about the show because they asked what everyone else thought about the show. Oh, gosh. So I said, what did you think? What, what, you know, what were your highlights and lowlights? Now, to be fair, don't worry. There's, there aren't too many comments, so this isn't, uh, it isn't going to take long. Uh, and basically, for feedback on the, uh, on the Ferris book. I don't be my friend on Ferris. Anyway, uh, Stuart Leckie said, 
uh, his most uh, disappointing was that not being able to go. So, yeah. To go. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and Jason Powell said, the only real highlight for me was Blops 2. Everything else was a letdown. Halo 4, Forza Horizon, Grid 2, Far Cry 3, Warface, Wii U, XCOM, Tomb Raider. The list goes on. It's just proof that I'm really... Who's that? That's Jason Powell. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just proof that I'm really ready for a new console, maybe a powerful PC. Was good to bump into Ginny and his press passes. Shame I didn't see Stu and the rest of the gang. Oh, and I forgot Fable the Journey. What a shower of shit that game is. Although the I didn't even know that was there. Yeah, it was there, yeah. Although the lovely girl in the elf costume playing it was worth seeing. Uh, so that's what Jason thought. So that's the Facebook. And yeah, on the on the Twitters, on the Twitters we had, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got quite a few on this. Let me get to the bottom of here. Uh, yeah, let me get, let me get, let me get, let me get. Oh, here we go. Here so we go. yeah, uh, Jason Gollaher, who obviously didn't come, but said... I feel for your poor hotel maid. What a nasty mess. So that's... Uh, what uh, a nasty mess. Yeah, that's what uh, he said. And that was from my um, point of saying Peter tapping his giant cube and I'd uh, posted a picture of that while I was in the conference itself. I was doing it as we were doing it. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris MJW said, Aliens, The Cave, Unfinished Swan and Dishonored were good. Zombie U was bad. It cemented my view on that Wii U piece of shit. Uh, so that's what he thought. Uh, Pete Love said, highlight was touching the diva. <laughs> that was his highlight. Yeah. Uh, and his biggest disappointment was was the Duke being too lazy to even make the short journey to London. So that's what he thought. Uh, he also said, best game was Aliens Colonial Marines. It actually looks like they may have produced a proper Aliens game. Only taken 25 years. And I'd have to agree. It's great. It, it was, was great. Uh, Mike Vase said, I wrote an essay on the FB... What's FB? All FB, but basically... Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Right, I say on Facebook. I wrote an essay on Facebook, but basically I had a great time throughout. Zombie U for the win. Not. Uh, he also said, I said more or less the same. Uh, lol, on the scantily clad girls, weren't bad as well. So he liked the, he liked the boob babes, baby. I like the boob babes. Uh, Bongo the same, he said, I agree with Chris and would add Forza Horizon. So... Uh, one person hated that. He loved it. Okay. I also said Tomb Raider, Hitman, NFS Most Wanted. I expected more from them. So is this bunch with those? Uh, Mike Hardman said, you've just swabbed my hopes at a glorious return for a 47. And that was because he said that, that we need to make sure we got an Agent 47 little nodding thing. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. model. And I said, it's better than the game, lol. So uh, that's a reply to that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, then we had uh, Antonio Phillips said at Gangu Crime, sadly, Saturday, bud. He was asking when he went, I'm assuming. Sadly, Saturday, bud, but I'll be 16 next year, so I can go in a lo- alone. And, uh, yeah, we need to talk about this. why I'd waited till this point. Uh, thanks to the app Veteran Gamers. I got into the 18 uh, this year. And unbeknownst to Andrew Gold, right, he said, ha-ha, were you like Ezio from Assassin's Creed hiding between the crowds? Well, in fact, that's exactly what we did. You know, before, you know, he just guessed at that, but that's what yeah. we did. So yeah. we basically put uh, Antonio in the middle of about six of us and basically escorted him in and the bouncer didn't see him in the middle of us all. <laughs> it was yeah. so funny. So we escorted him on into the over-18 thing. 
We did. And in the style of Assassin's Creed. And yeah, that. it was wicked. But they asked Dan for his ID, and a... he was over 18. <laughs> and the same guy had asked him three days on the trot for his ID. Yeah. <laughs> same guy. And about, I'd asked him about three times each. just give it him on the Friday and says, oh, I'll have it back Just on keep Sunday. it, and you can give it me back on Sunday. <laughs> so, so yeah, we did. We got him in there, and he, he, he then he did like a, an Ezio impression because he pulled his hood up so no one would see him so he wouldn't get kicked out. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of... That was one of the show that... Computer games really do work. They do. They do. We we copied a computer. We were influenced by a computer game, though. Yeah. Oh, that's is that good or bad? I think it's bad. Dear me. I think it's bad. Uh, and I guess that's that. Really, is about it. Suffice to say, mm. one more thing before we go. One more thing before we go. We have had a new iTunes review, so I should read this. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. God, it feels weird every time I say something. I'm pausing, because I do it so often, pausing for the soundbite. No soundbites this week. I know. Duke, had a, Duke had a week off, if anybody... He did, he did. Everyone's wondering where he's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's had a week off. We give him a week off on you, right? And also, I need to say, Transatlantic Rants, man, he said we'd be better with only two of us, so don't get excited. This is only for... Yeah, no, we'd never get rid of Duke. I love him. Or any of us, for that matter. <laughs> you know, we are a team, and that's what we've been for four years. So, yeah, it is what it is. I did put up with it. I don't bother listening. That's how we feel. Anyway, uh, so yes, we have had a review from Shulek52. And he says this. Best podcast for fans of any and all video games. Five stars. Uh, this is the best free weekly podcast out there. The free guys you are great to listen to. They do great indie reviews, good news selection and fun sound clips. It's also free. Uh, if you enjoy video games, you'll like this free podcast a lot. Uh, did I also mention it's free? Uh, great show. Keep up the good work, fellas. So there you go. That's good. Like that. That's good. 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 So there you go. So thank you very much for that. And we only need one more to get to 160 ratings. So someone else needs to do one now. So we can get Thank that. you for the podcast review. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, so who, that, who was it again? Uh, that was from Stulek52. Stulek. Thanks, Stuart. So thank you for that. Uh, and I guess at that point, we do need to do just some quick shout outs and get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. I will do. All right. Go for you. Go. The easy one is share to everyone who, who we met on the weekend. So. And we did that at the beginning anyway. We met Thank you very much, everyone. So can I just say, if we have been remiss and missed anybody, yeah. which is possible because we did sorry. meet a lot of people, we are sorry. And if you if you drop us a line, just send us an email, I'll make sure we give you a mention next week. So that we, we um, want everyone to be left out. So, yes, big shout out to everyone and everybody that wore silly hats. Watch the video to, to get some audio. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and also... Uh, a shout out to my mother. Oh, okay. Uh, it's her birthday as we speak. Oh, bless. Uh, the what 2nd of October. Again, is she? She's 21. She's been 21 for 40 years. So, um, she's, uh, it's 2nd of October is her birthday, which is as we're talking right now. Um, yeah. So, happy birthday to her. She will never hear this because she's there. I did think it was kind of ironic. So I will sign it to her. You ready? Yeah, go on. Can you see that in an audio format? I don't know, but maybe she'll perk up if she <laughs> put this on. I don't know. <laughs> hey, um, so yes, happy birthday. Podcast, that would work. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know. Um, so there you go. That's it, really. Just to go. say happy birthday to my mother. And then, and then for me, I guess I'd like to shout out Duke because he's you know, not here. Because he's not here, and he always he always gets sad when he can't join us on stuff like this, you know. And I feel for right. it, you know. 
be great to get him. Yeah, and one day, you know, he's he's still on my list of things I've got to do before I die. He's actually meet Duke. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's funny as that, that is might be because that might be why you die. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he'll do a big daddy splash on me. Who yeah. knows? Uh, but yeah, and it is kind of weird because the ch- you know the chances of me actually meeting him are really slim. You know what I mean? Because unless I make a trip to his part of America or he makes a trip to the UK, you know, we're not likely to ever meet. And it, it just feels weird that someone I've known for so long I've never met and I'm, I'm not likely to meet them either, which is really odd. Yeah, it's mm. odd, isn't it? When you think of it like that, it but, is. Odd. But hopefully one day I will meet him, you know, and I'd love him to be able to come to something or we go and meet him or something. That'd be cool. So maybe one day. Yep. Maybe one day. Need to save up a lot of money. Um, and that's really about it, I suppose. And, you know, and uh, you know, I'll echo Chini shout-outs for everyone who we met who were all lovely, I've got to say. We have a great community, and it makes you realise how lovely people can be, apart from all those knobs on Call of Duty most of the time. Shut up. Get off your high horse. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so that's it, really. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for coming to Eurogamer. Thanks, everybody, for all the support you give us, and I think it's time to go, really. So on that note, we need to get the hell out of here. So, yes, bedtime for me. It is. Jam a fool. Jam up all, everyone. Good night. Good night. Uh, don't touch me. <laughs> don't ever, ever touch me. <laughs> Won't you? Right, there you go, Chini, that was it. I'm ready for bed, mate. I am. I mean, to be fair, though, we started early tonight, so so it's actually 20 past 12, which is really early. I just, mate, I've been fucked all day, I have. Have you? I've been so tired. been bending over in strange places. (laughs) Lol, I, um... (laughs) No, I mean, I I got to bed and I woke up this morning and I was still done. Yeah, actually, I've got got a story about that. Believe it or not. Being fucked all day. Yeah, because, right, there was a... Kay used to work at this office, and there was this uh, security guard. It was a bit old and a bit, like, you know, a bit prim and proper. Didn't, you know, didn't swear or anything like that. You know, was really down the line and stuff. Right. I think he was, like, an ex-copper or something. You know, been a copper back in the day. And then he was, like, you know, security guard when he'd retired or whatever. Right. And, um... There was a lad who worked there, and he was into rave music, and he used to go out every weekend, and he'd go to all these crazy places. Right. And he and he came into work on the Monday, and the security guard said to him, he, and he was called he was called Stuart incidentally. He said, "Hey Stuart, you know how you doing? You had a nice weekend, mate. Whatever, you know." And he went, "Oh no, you know what?" He said, "We went. Uh, he said I've got a mate who's gay. We went around the gay part of Manchester, you know, to try and get in all these clubs, and uh, yeah, went around gay part, and I've been fucked all weekend. And um, yeah, the security guard took it the wrong way. There you go. So, okay, <laughs> so." Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, yeah, it just made me think of that. Yeah, funny. I, I laughed a lot when I heard that story back in the day. Brilliant. Right. Sorry. Bedtime for me, mate. I'm yes, off. it is. It, oh, sorry. There is something I do need to say before we go. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I did send you an email from Millie tonight because we did play another game nearly all weekend. Uh, which was we're still doing the show there. Yeah, we're sort of are, I guess. Oh. But yeah, Super Super Hexagon HD. 
Yeah, and yeah. you, you, I, I thought I got a good time, and then you lose another beer and beat that, whatever. Beat you in two minutes. No, well, the second time took you a little bit longer, to be fair, because I, I beat you by about a second. I'm like, I beat you! And then, and then you did 48 seconds, didn't you? Yeah. I was like, ah. Oh. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be... I mean, the, the the highest I got was like 35 and a half seconds, wasn't it? I was like... And I, I was chuffed at that. Well, I came home tonight and I told Millie, right, that you'd done this 48 Your seconds. daughter, by the way. My daughter, who's 10, incidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a beast on that game and I think she's going to get a huge time. But basically... If I had the game, mate, I'd beat her. But basically, I left her to it and I went... Here, have a, have a go. See if you can beat Chinny's score. I'd love you to beat it tonight so I can tell him on the podcast. So we did, we did a screenshot. 58 seconds she did, and she'd only been playing it for 10 minutes, right? And I watched her play it, and she is a beast. She can change direction. Like, you know, like when we sort of go the wrong way and then we're right, fucked. Right, right, right. She goes the wrong way for a second and goes the other way when she realizes she's gone the wrong way. And I'm like, I can't do that. This, I'll fucking kill her. I know. On the game. <laughs> On the game. <laughs> Unbelievable. If I had that game, I, I'd annihilate. Look, your your mate's got an iPad. You're gonna have to get him to download it, and then we yeah. can have a to and fro competition. See, he doesn't. Can... My, my my mate doesn't even let me touch his iPad. Does he not? Uh, he doesn't. I've to, I've played with your iPad more than I play with his, and I work with him every day. That's funny. Do you like it though? Do you like the touching? Do you like it? Yes, I like to touch your iPad. It's nice, isn't it? It's yes. Nice. Anyway, so there you go. For finish off on that. So you were beaten, mate. You've been owned. <laughs> She even said it that way. She was funny. I, I can't that even... Judy's been owned. <laughs> yeah, but I can't fight back because I don't have the game. Well... She, she doesn't seem to think... Remember this. I have never played that game before the weekend, ever. <laughs> and I don't have it. Actually... I can't be, practice it. To be fair to Millie, she hasn't played it that much. She hasn't. So to be fair to Millie, she hasn't. But well, I think it, the, 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 the crux of this then is, Stu, you're shit at it. And Millie's a beast. <laughs> and everybody else is better than you. Anyway, she said you were owned, and no, that's it. Anyway, we're going now. <laughs> yeah, we're going now. Bye. We are going now.